genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics today. I am your host, Adam Sheehan, and I'm here today with your usual panel of co-hosts, Sean Batiste. What's going on? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Knight. Heyo. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we may ruin them for you. We will also give you the courtesy of uh, giving you some timestamps on the episode description so uh yeah if uh if you just want to skip a couple things you can do that because you got timestamps, timestamps, uh time stamps we just want to skip all of it yeah if you just want to not listen to the show you can take a look at what you would miss um (laughs) (laughs) our top stories today are family tree number one by jeff lemire and phil hester and far sector number one by nk jemison and jamal campbell so let's start things off with top picks. Sean, you want to start us off? Let's go. Uh, one of the favorite books that I new books that I'm reading, Sea of Stars by Jason Aaron and Dennis Hallam doing writing and Stephen Green doing the art. Um, I love this book. Oh, it's so, so good. great. And we kind of got a kind of got some some good news, but also not. Um, so. I, f- I feel like this is the crescendo before like a really big something big's about to yeah, happen for yeah. sure. So uh, if you haven't been following along. Uh, space finding Nemo <laughs> dad and son get separated the son having a great time hanging out with his new friend space monkey and space whale and uh, the dad just not having a great time yeah he's having Str- a real bad time trying to just survive with Kyle the cop bot <laughs> <laughs> I love how suddenly Kyle cares I, I right, love that he's um, like you tricked me into caring about you and then you just gave up yeah, yeah it's what? like the, the first three pages are hit Kyle just like I could kill you right now why did you make me care? Come on, man. Yeah, You're such you a jerk. Just, yeah, why'd you make me go against my protocol? Yeah. How dare you? Uh, you also forgot the part where the kid is a god. Right. That's just, important to Catching people issue. up if they haven't. So, they yeah, have. That's a little he, important. He yeah. touched a relic or artifact of a god in space and it's like inside of him now. Yeah. And, so he, so, and he has those powers. There's really no better juxtaposition of the... Uh, way their adventures have gone than in this issue well the son is being oh, brought yeah. up to the altar as a god and the dad is rolling around trying to not get infected by poop water yes that is <laughs> so he's like, also getting like right. abused by his captor RJ, yeah. RJ kind of nails that so <laughs> yeah. in the same panel yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's in the same panel so, so that's Sea of Stars number five <laughs> yeah wrapped it up we're good I'll <laughs> see you guys <laughs> so uh, the kid um, Caden is brought back to this home world of this, uh, where this woman found him uh to kind of meet the god and kind of maybe help them out and well help we just fi- help the people. We found out in the last issue that she knows that she's going to like basically. Oh, my god is in this kid. Uh, I have to kill him to get the god out of the kid. I'm going to trick him into coming to. Well, I potentially need to kill him. Yeah, like she's okay with that. Well, yeah. she also this is her chance to uh, redeem herself right. because yeah. she's she been exiled. Exiled yeah. exactly. So she sees her way as redemption, and she doesn't really care. Yeah. So they bring her back to, they bring him back to the home world, and at the same time, the dad has been captured by Zaztex. Um, same same species. And you find out that they're the same species. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they bring the kid to the town. Uh, they they kind of like imprison the monkey and the whale. Uh, as they do it, and then the dad's just getting, as RJ pointed out, just getting really kicked around. They are treating him like 
actual garbage. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, and Kyle Coppot's like, don't drink that water. It's 20, 26% feces or something <laughs> like that. It's like, we'll survive. <laughs> it's a lot of, a lot of dookie. So... Caden's going up to like this altar. He's going. They like say, "Hey, you're going to get brought up to this special oh, ceremony." You, you you missed my my favorite panel though. Well, yeah, I was going to kind of okay. lead into that. Sorry. And as you go, <laughs> as he's going up, as he's going up the stairs, he says, "There's so many people, and they all totally love me." And in the background, you see his dad. Yeah, just like turn around, just turn around. He's right there. So they're on the same planet. <laughs> they're Fine. they're, they're like they're like twenty feet away from yeah. each other, and they're just both clueless about it. So while but also because the dad like he saw Caden's like um life. Uh, well, he saw the 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 alert go out because the helmet died. The helmet uh, died. The helmet died. So so he, so he thinks his son is dead. Correct. So he gave up. And he's just completely given up. He's just like I don't care if I die. You can yeah. k- kill me. Take me. K- you know, abduct just, me as a slave. Feed who- me to the poop water. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Caden is uh, going up to do this ceremony. The lots of X mission. Like there's this like shaman character basically saying, "Oh, we're gonna help. We're gonna help the god. Like we're gonna do all this stuff." And then you flip back and. The monkey sees the dad sitting there and like walks over and just starts screaming at him. <laughs> yeah. um, and around the same time, they see the helmet come over. Uh, so he sees his son's helmet and Kyle the cop bot confirms that it's his son's helmet. And he sees this monkey come over and just starts screaming at him, but he doesn't speak the language. It's like babble, babble, babble. Exactly. Yeah. And then he kind of says, like, I didn't know what was going on, but I, underneath the fear, uh, I saw recognition. So he's like, this thing recognizes me for some reason. So he just gets up and they, he kills the captor and now they're all free. And then they decide to go meet up with Caden to kind of go get him. While he's on the altar about to get Because Space Monkey and Space Whale know that these dudes are bad news. Yeah. And then you kind of reveal that this shaman guy is going to slice him open to get the, the artifact out. And um, the woman that brought was like, no, are, are you sure we got to kill him? Like, I don't want to kill him anymore. It's that whole golden goose thing. Yeah. Yep. He's like, yeah. are you sure? Are you sure? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the kid tried to use his power. He's like, yeah, no, I don't like this anymore. I don't like this game anymore. Yeah. yeah. So he goes super saiyan. <laughs> yeah, he goes super saiyan. <laughs> Little battle ensues. Um, the dad finally sees his son and is like, oh my God, you're not dead. <laughs> um but then you find out that this shaman guy is actually um, Groot. <laughs> he is. He's like a hell. He's copyright infringement. So the the god that they are, their god's Kasaro, but he is a herald of the other god, which has a lot of X's in it. Mixed tenolexital, sure. So basically, he's trying to kill kill oh, the kid yeah. How deep to kill the god that's and what they the, used to call me in high school and then the next page <laughs> um he says kasaru is dead long live the devil king and it's the wi- the creature that killed the ship that destroyed their ship in the first issue uh which is the actually i think that's bigger because like remember the very first issue you see the the quark shark that destroyed their ship you see the bigger thing well, no, the quark shark didn't destroy their ship. Yeah, it this, did. I think this thing did. No, that's mm, no, it did because like oh, was it the quark shark? It was a quark it? shark because then you see that same quark shark fly away and it's, it's like dwarfed stuff. by this thing. So, so that was like a like. But a, this is like I guess the devil king, the yeah. the, the evil god of the, the ultimate uh, quark shark. Yeah, it's huge, um, and so now they've set up. Caden is with his dad. He's still a god, 
and now this giant now space he's creature. Fight so my favorite part of Finding Nemo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Classic Finding Nemo Disney tale. Um, Fighting the devil god. You know, kids get separated, kid gets god powers and fights a devil shark. Yeah. As one does. Totally. Like yeah. you do. Yeah, like you do. So uh, this... This comic's fun. Oh, it's so much fun. And it's the Do we the, do we know how long it, is it ongoing or is this a mini series? This feels ongoing. I hope it is. Yeah. I, yeah. I really hope so too. It's Yeah, I, like I hope it doesn't end right after it's like, oh he 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 Oh he the beats him and yeah. have fun with your six issues. The end. Yeah, I, no, I yeah, would be, I would so be upset because this world they've they've kind of already built a really big world already. Mm-hmm. So I'd like them to keep going with it. I'm really enjoying all of it. Well they're still stranded in space. So like yeah, you know, and that's a powers. whole other story. Um, and he's got two great companions. Like, I have a, I have a lovely team building here. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. He's <laughs> a regular Han Solo. He's got his. He just kind of gathers his creatures <laughs> as he goes on. He's just. He's I just, thought it was limited, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, not. it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot left to this. It feels story. like there's one issue left. I feel like there's one issue left to this arc, but I feel like they could keep going could, in the uh, world I mean, if they true. wanted to. I feel like there's definitely a six issue arc. Well, I mean, they sure. had to do Finding Dory eventually. <laughs> <laughs> right. Finding Space Whale. <laughs> yeah, they're going to. Space Whale gets lost. <laughs> uh, can't recommend this book enough. It's a lot of fun. The art's, uh, the art's gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah. The humor's good. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So. Maybe just at this point, maybe if you're not reading it, wait a couple months and just pick it up the trade. <laughs> at this point, if you've been listening, you, you already know, know the story. You but but you, should... you skipped this and you're not listening. So. <laughs> no, way, but you, it, it's, it. it's one of those books that even like with us giving a very detailed description, you should still read it because the art is gorgeous and the nuances, like the like cute, funny, subtle. like You get a different experience. Yeah, reading yeah, yeah. It, it yeah, definitely has yeah. its own like rereadability, even if you know the story. Exactly. I yeah. agree with that. All right, Casey, what uh, what do you got at the top of your pile today? Uh, I've got the second installment in the Joe Hill uh, Hill House Comics imprint for DC. The uh, book is called uh, The Dollhouse Family by uh, Mike Carey and Peter Gross. Um, this one's really cool. I, I, I mentioned it on social media, and it's like, this was the creepy Halloween comic that I wanted around Halloween. Uh, see, I missed this one. I didn't... I know. I wish, you, I wish you'd read it because it's very, like... It's, the, it's spooky. This is the book you've been looking for. Yeah, we it legitimately about a couple is. Weeks ago. It's, well, Dan, it's one of those. <laughs> well, we can. Yeah, uh, we let just, me let me enlighten you. Yeah, yeah, um, do do tell. So so basically, the the basic plot of this book is um, this family. It's in England in uh, eight, uh, 1979. So like you know, 70s, early 80s family, and like this little girl uh, living with her parents, and the the mom is is. Uh, given this like really intricate Victorian dollhouse as a like like her her great aunt dies and, and leaves it like in the will. And she's like, I didn't even know I had a great aunt. Like where did this come from? Um but it's this like really intricate, gorgeous little dollhouse and the girl becomes instantly obsessed with it. Well it was gifted um, to the daughter specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's like because the the parents are kind of fighting about whether or not she's gonna keep it and mm-hmm. she's like, Well it is technically to to her. Um Dude. Yeah. Yeah, the dad. Oh man. Oh, so boy. so as the, the I'm just gonna go through the regular plot and then there's like another subplot that I'll get to at the yeah, end. Let's do, that's a good idea. Good yeah, because that's a sure. I don't yeah. Um so basically it's kind of what you would expect from a book called Dollhouse Family. It's a horror <laughs> book. Um as the girl plays with the dolls, all of a sudden they kind of start talking back to her. Mm-hmm. And She's starting having conversations with them. They're moving on their own. They're, there's a whole world going on in there. Just like my dollhouse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> as one does. 
Um, and while she's developing this close-knit relationship with these alive dolls, the abuse in the household is getting really severe. So, like, the dad is escalating this, like, he's... First it's threats, then it's actually hitting the mom, then it's, like, she's bleeding at the kitchen sink. It's this, like, this trauma is just building and building. Um, and the, clearly the girl is using the dollhouse as a mental escape well like a so projection yeah. yeah well and not even just a projection like they're her family now because uh, they're they are, like are they're happy and they get to play all the time there's a part before any of the big reveals where uh the mom is talking to the daughter and the daughter instantly has names for all of them yes and uh they all have like family connections and stuff and she starts talking and the mom's just like oh she made this whole she's world. so yeah she's but so creative she so quickly yeah <laughs> yeah she and they're all like really like like uh peggy o and peggy o yeah, yeah they're, very, <laughs> they're very kid names for yeah sure. Co- cod winner is one of the the characters names she's it like changes never heard she it. says it oh, one yeah. time and then it changes and then it's cord wainer yeah which is that sounds dirty <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like, like even the mom says, like, wow, I've never heard of anyone being called that before. And she's like, yeah, these are all their, their weird names. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's really cool the way they, they first initially kind of let you as the reader know that something's up is like... Well, if my daughter came up with something named Peggy L, she's getting submitted. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dollhouse is going away at the very least. Oh, yeah. um, but no, like, there's a, a couple cool panels where like there's just speech bubbles coming from off panel and you can't really... like tell that it's not the daughter or someone else in the room saying it and then you're like oh that's the dolls yeah. like oh. yeah so it's like this yeah. like really subtle reveal that's really well done um but then it gets less subtle because they're like come join us come play with us down here um and you know she basically she's like listening to her parents fight and, and instead she like the um the, the i forget which character in the dollhouse said it but like she's like say the magic words and she like rec- recites these magic words that the doll tells her and she- Varada, <laughs> bless you <laughs> um <laughs> no but uh so she goes she so she shrinks down into the dollhouse and um so she she's like playing along with them and they're like it's great here we never have to go to school and we just get to play all day and we're the best of friends we and go everybody's back from happy. the corner yeah <laughs> don't There's go no with- plumbing yeah so. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um well theoretically they don't have to yeah they are dolls they're dolls yeah. um yeah but now some, she's there well, some she dolls go, she can do, leave uh, if she needs to uh but then as she's talking to the different characters um in the dollhouse uh they're like oh well you can't go in the black room never go in the black room and they're like she's like um she's what's like, the, what the, black the black room, room? yeah so yeah. she starts asking questions about, like what's the black room well, like, they say that they all get to go there once yes you only get to and go then once. the black room doesn't always show up and yeah you only it, get the, to the, see the house it when decides the house decides when you get to go to the black room yep so then the house lets her into the black room and the house is like, okay, you have a choice. I can get rid of your dad because he's going to kill your mom. Like he is going to, like she's going to die. Um, and it, I can, I can do one thing in the real world, and my one thing for you can be to kill the dad, um, or get rid of the dad. It never says kill, but to get rid of the dad. And all you have to do is live here forever with us. As so, a doll. Yeah, as a doll. Not oh. cool, Peggy O. Yeah, right. So it's like um, a murderous version of Coraline sort of yeah <laughs> like uh, yeah it, it definitely has that that similar kind of vibe hmm. um so then it, it it puts her spits her back out in the real world just like you have a choice to make um you know and make it soon before your mom dies like it keeps just yeah, like, like it's very very like if you don't do anything 
your mom will die. Yeah, and it will be your fault because like you could have stopped it. She's yeah. like nine, ten. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like doll. She's, she's playing with doll's age. Yeah, she's very young. Yeah. Jeez. Well, it progresses um, over a couple years. Yeah, it but does. But like, it, she's still very young. Yeah. So yeah, so she's the mom is like, don't wake your dad. Like she's like super fearful of you know like pissing off the dad, and uh, so the daughter goes downstairs and he's messing around with tools and he and the whole time right before that like the voice from the black room is like goading her yeah it's oh like, totally hey, make up make up your yeah, mind if you Clock's love ticking. your mother Clock's make up ticking. your mind yeah, yeah. like this really if you love your mother you'll make up your mind thing <sighs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> very much but so so the daughter instead decides to take matters into her own head hands and um bashes the dad over the head with a hammer uh so yeah. which i yeah. like so much more than having a weird mystical house kill him totally yeah so like well, i didn't see that coming at all me either yeah i thought that was such a good ending i thought it was good too because like instead of being stuck in the dollhouse and not being able to live with her mom with, yeah with you her dad, to have she, your cake and eat it too exactly yeah i think that's how kind of how i saw it <laughs> yeah like, totally. I'm, I'm gonna protect my mom because yeah. my dad because the whole time she's talking about to the dolls about how her dad keeps beating the crap out of her mom yeah i can't stop him like i have no power to actually do yeah, anything so she's very very aware of everything that's happening oh totally yeah it is not subtle at all um and the escalation is just like oh really my. severe yeah yeah um but yeah that was a really cool ending to it and meanwhile not to completely backtrack but while all this is happening there is this like subplot going on with clearly what appears to be a god um i think it's like in the 18 i forget what 1800s year it was. or something 18, like sometime that. in the 1800s yeah. there's this like explorer team i'm i'm completely confused about yeah 1826 in chile and it's this um, Joseph Kent, he's just like, I guess, this explorer. And he's like excavating these like caverns and he finds uh, this like sleeping god giant that actually in the very first page you used to see this thing like crash land on Earth. Like it's just like ball of fire human shape <laughs> that huh. crash lands on Earth. And um, clearly he awakens it. And when he's like down there, there's this like crazy like succubus that seduces him and they just bone in the middle of this they <laughs> cavern sure, they sure do and then that's not in the dollhouse <laughs> that's but, not in the dollhouse the speech bubbles are the same as, as the black room speech bubbles yeah it's, it's like black so it's bubbles with white text whatever uh, this thing is is linked to the it, i mean it's obviously it obviously is it's that. all in the same comic like, book what it is <laughs> like no idea what it actually no is. no no idea at all it's clearly some type of god entity that like is has chosen a dollhouse to entrap its, its will or something yeah and like, it yeah. entrap its victims because that all the dollhouse also says like no none of us are actually related we all showed up at different times like yeah. clearly every person in there made a deal with the dollhouse mm-hmm. um and yep. yeah so like that's that's cool there's, there's like, a lot of room to grow yeah, on like how they all people, got there there's like actors children too yeah, so yeah there's like, like it's like three whole, three or four kids and, yeah, yeah so a whole range like so you have other kids that made whatever these cr- probably similar decisions that she had to make yeah totally yeah like if you love your parents you'll come it's live with me be like oh i wanted to just play in a dollhouse forever it's like no you probably killed somebody <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah it was really good I, liked uh, it a lot. I cannot wait for more of this i mean i love mike carey everything he's he's done like lucifer and uh, we talked about the unwritten in the last last episode uh, he did is lucifer any good I keep, I keep seeing lucifer and going like the is mike- that gonna be worth did it did you read sandman no okay mike carey you should go lucifer. back and read sandman and then read lucifer i know i, I <laughs> sandman's one of those things where like i'm so many years Here's the thing. It, it works though. Yeah. I didn't read it until 
last year for the first time. I yeah. didn't read it until like maybe five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, it still holds up it very still well. Holds up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody, everybody my whole life has been telling me to read Sandman. And the, and the Mike Carey Lucifer is, is, is good. It directly spins good. out of stuff that happens in yeah. Sandman though. So like read that uh, first. Yeah. I mean, you can really read the first four or five volumes yeah. of Sandman and then jump into Lucifer because it's like basically in Sandman, Lucifer goes to, to dream and is just like, here, you have the key to hell. You figure out who's running this show. I'm out. I'm going to go live in LA. And then Lucifer, and then the, that's where the, sh- that's where the, the his, yeah. his yeah, book so picks totally up. Because when I first saw it, I thought it was a spinoff of that show. No, the show is based on that, I think. Oh. Yes. Yes, definitely. But, yeah. <laughs> but Only it's not loosely. a good show. No, it's not a good show. No. It's a very good book. Okay. Very good book. Very bad show. Got it. Like we were talking about the other I've day. I've actually never seen the show. I feel really yeah, bad. We just alienated like all the Lucifer fans. <laughs> I mean, don't worry. Whatever. I don't think there were that many of them because it already was canceled. Hey, look, I was a fan of Lucifer before it was a show. Ooh. <laughs> I liked Lucifer before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> he tossed him in my dollhouse. <laughs> right? Uh. All right, uh, RJ, what do you got? Uh, yeah, Morbius, the living vampire, number one, uh, by Vita Ayala and Marcelo Ferreira. Uh, so this Morbius. Book su- this book surprised me. It was good. I was. I told everyone to read it. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to, and then I ended up buying it at Comicsology, so I had something to read at work today. Well, <laughs> at least I I did some of a job. No, I got. It. I read it. I read it as well. I did too. Well, all right. It's a top story. <laughs> he, we did it. He's just a character that I that I love because he's he's so ridiculous. Like every character, that's pretty. It's just my. He's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's just my brand. I, yeah, I think your brand is just ridiculous Spider-Man villains. Yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> no, not just Spider-Man. <laughs> well, it's him and uh, uh, Mysterio. Yeah, those are the well, two big. big yeah, big Mysterio ones. is my favorite. Yeah, Morbius isn't that. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this issue uh, opens up with the Melter, who is an Iron Man villain. And sure. I don't know. That's the last such a time. specific thing to be a villain about. <laughs> what Iron Man? No melting. But it's a perfect Iron Man villain. Yeah, I, I, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I could name fifty worse villains than the Melter. No, I mean, heck, Ninja Turtles alone has some yeah, really. Like, you're, like you said, it's very specific. But yeah. I mean, he does he, he does the job well. He melts stuff. He melts <laughs> things. He, he melts fight. Stuff. His main enemy is a dude of armor. Like. Of course. <laughs> the best way to fight Iron Man is to get rid of the iron and the man. <laughs> Fair point. You're not wrong. Uh, this is the... Th- there's three melters, by the way. Oh, Jesus. Of course Christ. there is. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's three too many. Nice. No. <laughs> three not enough. There needs to be six. I don't, yeah, it's like page one. I'm like, all right, the melter. Got it. We're in. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, We've yeah, lost totally. track of this whole book. <laughs> um, anyway, RJ, tell us so what happened. He's <laughs> experimenting on a guy, I guess. Um, it's, it looks like it's one of his own crew members because the, there's another guy with him. He's like, dude, he's called the melter. Are you sure you're okay with this happening? Yeah. Do you, do you want him to do this to you? And as soon as he's about to experiment on him, uh, everyone starts getting wrecked by this by Morbius, he just jumps in and starts eating everyone in the in the group. Uh, yeah, I like how a guy runs in and goes, monster. <laughs> <laughs> what a classic response! Yeah. What a classic henchman response! Yeah, what a what a way to enter a room. Monster. So, so Morbius is just kind of taking them all down. He doesn't he doesn't kill any of them because he's he's a he's an antihero. He's trying real hard. Yeah. 
Uh, he's and I definitely guess he's, hurting them. Let's make that clear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's hurting them real bad. If he's biting them and they survive, don't they become vampires? Isn't that the rule? No, oh, he's not a vampire. He's he's a vampire in the sense that he sucks blood, but he's not a vampire in the sense that he's, he's like He's a living vampiric. vampire. Oh. Living I was going to say, because the, uh, the title of this book would say otherwise. Living. Yeah, living vampire. <laughs> he, he's not undead. Yes. Yeah. Got it. He, he's, he was, uh, well, it explains in the back of the book that he had a rare disease that he was trying to cure, but it made him a vampire. He's so a he science just vampire. Ha- he just has a serious iron deficiency. <laughs> The most serious yeah. and uh, no like no really su- yeah yeah that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, this too. Also, maybe that's from the iron deficiency. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He, maybe he should be an Iron Man villain. Yeah. Then you get oh, that man. iron deficiency right up. Well, maybe that's why he went after the Melter. Maybe. <laughs> I think we just he didn't read, melt out in that I think iron. We just wrote a great Morbius storyline. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um. Well, so the the Melter ends up doing more damage to his guys than Morbius does because he just he flame boils all of them. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's the use of a good human shield if you're just gonna i i love the the dynamic of the uh the henchman and the melter because like he's like what was that how did that happen like what do i gotta be around here for if you're just gonna let people break in and then as he's saying that 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 other ch- like someone else just walks up and is just like wait who are you why did how are you in here you're all fired <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so morbius is there i guess in true morbius fashion he's stealing melter's stuff to help try to cure himself because that's pretty much a lot this of what he does. morbius's stories yeah, yeah it's really, to become human again that's his whole shtick yeah. is trying to not be the morbius. living vampire <laughs> try not to be morbius anymore yeah. yeah not even morbius wants to be morbius Aww. what a sad what a sad boy <laughs> that is really sad <laughs> he's so, he's a great character because there's a there's so much you can do with him from an empathy standpoint yeah he's so he's so interesting yeah like he's doing bad but like you know He's he quotes to. Aristotle, so obviously he's maybe he's doing it. Yeah, maybe I'll just try to be like a in a Blade movie. <laughs> I'm just, like it's like is it filming a new Blade movie. I'm a vampire. Could you hire me? <laughs> I'm Perfect. a living vampire. Yeah. Can I be on your team? He, you, he could just be like the spinoff, like Morbius Blade Four. Like you know what I mean? They they feed him all the extras that don't perform their lines well. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he gets paid in. Uh, oh gosh. So. He, I guess he tinkers with the stuff he stole from Melter, and it it works for a second, like a split second. He's so happy. He's like, it did, it worked, yay! It didn't give him a nose, though. No, it it did did not. not. It just made his his pale, his like white skin, regular Regular pale. Yeah, Yeah, like but like still pale, but like regular pale. And then he's like, oh, the hunger's gone. Oh wait, no, it's totally back. There's also a big thing in this issue where uh, got rid of the the hand suckers. He had like. He had hand, he had hand, hand suckers. suckers. Yeah, that's for, gr- that's, for blood. That's gross and weird. Yeah, I don't, like I don't think anyone liked those, <laughs> so yeah. I think that's why they're gone. <laughs> that's what I. That's the sound they Little make. Little hand like, mouths. Yeah. <laughs> Were they that like, sounds adorable though. <laughs> Were they like those creepy lamprey mouths? Like, I, like round and they see, have teeth all the way around. What's the, what's that um, skateboard logo with the hand? Uh, uh, the, Santa Cruz. Yeah, it's like a Santa Cruz. There's a mouth. <laughs> see, the no, thing about man. the hand mouths is that they weren't vampiric. They just like cheeseburgers. So, so he liked blood. So he's just good. mashing cheeseburgers into his hands, <laughs> clapping that would make them together. Eating a cheeseburger difficult. It's like you pick up the cheeseburger with your hands, and then your hands starts eating the cheeseburger, and then you have to like. Well, eat he doesn't it want a cheeseburger. He wants blood. <laughs> so. Uh, 
So they get along it's, really great. It's compromise. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Where did this go? I don't know. We lost, lost we lost it at Morbius. <laughs> so back to Morbius, guys. Uh, they go back to Melter's HQ, and there's this woman that shows up. Yeah, and that's, she's that's the one all, who broke through their, their protocol a second time. Yeah, she's just all decked out in crossbow gear and she looks like a she looks like a vampire hunter yeah is this a, is this bloodstone that's what i said no. but she's she's, she's, blonde. Not a she's too blonde to be and she doesn't get she maybe doesn't have she, a ponytail maybe she's in disguise no i mean Got you it. don't do Never the mind. big character reveal in disguise <laughs> i <laughs> so so we're, I assume, we don't know who this is i, I, I am about 60 percent sure it is rachel van helsing who is a character from tomb of dracula well all right okay then I, but i believe you i mean crossbows lead me to Van Helsing. It would yeah. have been nice if she, you know, let us know. Yeah, I, this I would have this would have been a good like character splash, like you know, introducing like with a character name. Yeah, where it has like a little description yeah, underneath. Yeah, yeah. I think that's part of the appeal. Yeah, oh, maybe mystery her there. name drop is a is a thing. It's gonna be a big thing. Yeah. yeah, but you would think the name drop would be the same time as the character drop itself. Amen. Or we should just be smarter and know who it is. Yeah. That's not an option, obviously. <laughs> hey, if you're out there and you're listening and you know more than us. Yeah, please, please tweet uh, us, message us, you know. Please at us. Please at us. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the last thing that happens is it looks like the, the Morpheus uh, transforms Just, even more so. He gets worse. Yeah. yeah. First it eats his eyeballs. He becomes Buff Boy. <laughs> Ooh, Buff Boy. Yeah. And he he's got like maybe. some some serious uh, serious claw action going on. Yeah, he looks yeah, like kind of awesome. American though. vampire. Yeah, with his big fingers. Yeah, he got he got creepier for sure. He I, got uh, he got Doctor Connored, like he, he got cured for a minute. Oh right, yeah. And then it got way worse. Yep. Yeah. This is then true. he had lizard children. <laughs> yeah, and then he <laughs> ate them. Well, no, I mean, we're getting no. too far ahead here. <laughs> okay, we don't know what Morbius is going to do with his lizard children yet. Let's, <laughs> let's slow down. Let's slow down. Uh, it was it was good though. Early. I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was not expecting to we enjoy made it. it sound Same. a lot more ridiculous than it. I mean, it's a bit ridiculous. It, no, it's, it's definitely it's a ridiculous. Like the tone is doesn't match how ridiculous we're made. It the tone's much more serious. We're we're a, yeah. we're a little punchy tonight. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> but like I, I enjoyed it more beware. than I thought I would for sure. I'm that makes me happy. Yeah, he's also just quoting Aristotle the whole time, and it's yeah. great. And I like how he's just, just he, he's just way way more fancier than this comic should be, and I, I, there's like an appeal to that. That oh, makes it sure. very goofy to me. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean that's the character. Too, yeah, right? that may, maybe yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah like, like my exposure to Morbius doesn't go too far past the '90s Spider-Man cartoon. <laughs> same, oh, same, same. And with the the recent launch of Disney Plus, which this is not an endorsement, um, <laughs> uh, or it is if they'll pay us, but they won't. Uh, I learned <laughs> that. Both the 90s X-Men cartoon and the 90s Spider-Man cartoon don't hold up. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. It's been on my like, I should do that, but do I want to ruin it for myself? You know? You, so, know what, you know what did hold up, weirdly enough, is the uh, the 90s Silver Surfer cartoon. Is really? rad as hell. That's, that yeah. is really there's surprising. Also the it Spider is Norrin rad as hell. <laughs> oh. Slam. But there's also a Spider-Woman cartoon on there. Yeah, I've that's on my list. Um, Well, so actually something... That's not on Disney Plus that I found through because I was I was like, like I said, I was kind of sure that the character was a Van Helsing. So I was looking up uh, Rachel and I found out that in the 80s, there was a Tomb of Dracula anime in Japan. And it's only loosely connected to like it's from the Marvel comics. But every time I looked up the, the anime movie, Marvel wasn't like mentioned at all. 
Hmm. Oh, so it's like a fanfic? No, I I mean I assume that it's like or if Marvel, you actually like, watch it, it has Marvel. But something about Marvel. Maybe. It's all on YouTube apparently. Whoa. I kind of want to watch it. It's just so interesting because of everything from Marvel to get adapted in the 80s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Tomb of Dracula. And yeah. for you to not know about a Tomb of Dracula anime ad- adaptation kind of blows my mind, too. Yeah, well, it seems to have your number dialed. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so random. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, uh. All right. So uh, my top pick this week is very special. Uh, Usagi Ojimbo number six which is actually a 35th anniversary issue, which is actually a retelling of Usagi Ojimbo's first appearance. Oh, okay. Um, So I actually have have this article up now. Uh, Usagi Ojimbo's first appearance was in this book called Albedo Anthropomorphics Number 2. Which I think RJ and I talked about this. Isn't that like a furry magazine? Like like the proto-furries? Wow, this is a conversation I don't remember having. <laughs> I talked now to I'm somebody a about scared. it. <laughs> no, I was talking to somebody that, like, yeah, his first appearance was like a like a before furries were technically a thing. It was just like a anime manga magazine. Interesting. Yeah, that was that. Like, some of it was a bit dirty and uh, pornographic, but his wasn't obviously. So, well, yeah, uh, Usagi, it's Stan Sakai. Yeah. Well. Is, <laughs> we don't want to roll out that. I mean, it could have been. I always so it's like you about by Stan Sakai. Uh huh. I always skip Stan Sakai because <laughs> I just feel like people know this. Already. I mean, yeah, come on, Stan but, the uh, other man. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's both the writer and the artist. Um, but this the the original story was published in 1984. It was only an eight page story. Uh, so he took that same story and pushed it across a whole issue. That's super cool. So it's like. If you've never read Usagi Ojimbo before, this is absolutely the time to jump in. Nice. Because this is like... Good thing I forgot to read it. It's like, boom, <laughs> this is the ultimate jumping on point. Yeah, it was a really cool issue. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's 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 very it's very Usagi Ojimbo. Like, it's yeah. very, like, very much the kind of storytelling you would expect. Uh, so it starts with um, Usagi walking across this plane and he's kind of he's got this internal monologue going where this is uh, the field where he first became a Ronin. This is one of his first big battles. Mm -hmm. And he starts to flash back to this big battle where um, he's protecting this Lord and they they're betrayed by someone in their ranks and his Lord ends up ends up getting killed. And he in a true moment like hero moments is great jumps on the corpse of his his lord and takes his head because the the whole thing is he didn't want him humiliated with his head on a spike for display whoa so he he takes off with his lord's head goes into the woods and hides it somewhere oh my god this is intense for it's, bunny rabbits. Yeah, he it's fights nuts. off like a ton of people. Yeah, like as soon as he takes it, everyone's like, "Give me that dude's head!" Yeah, it's it's just it's just rugby at that point. Yeah, they're trying is... to get it from him. And, yeah, is that Be- how, how you play rugby? <laughs> because not literally getting the Lord's head is like essentially a loss. Yeah, you yeah. can't prove that you won. Right. Yeah. So so we jump back to the present, and uh, he's going back to visit the spot where he buried this head years and years ago and he's kind of like asking uh his his lord to release him from 
from being his protector because he'd been kind of carrying this around. But the whole time he's kind of like, he gets this feeling that someone's following and someone's watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he takes off and it really starts to snow. It starts snowing real hard and he finds this. I love the couple lines. He's like, oh, it looks like it's going to let up in the next panel. He's walking through like three feet of snow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess not. <laughs> nope. So he he finds this, this cottage and um, takes shelter with this old woman. And the old woman says like, oh, you know, my, my husband... I, I'm a widow. My husband was killed in this battle years and years ago. And he was like, I was in that battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, but there's this goblin that haunts this field ever since. And uh, they kind of joke about like, oh, well, we're not afraid of some goblin, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. which is weird. And then he goes to sleep and lo and behold, this goblin uh, who's like this horned like very you think goblin you think a little thing this is like a big hulk it's like a troll he's a big guy yeah so he comes crashing through um ransacks the place and then usagi recognizes him as the guy who betrayed his army oh um yep which is crazy so they they get into it he's like slashes its eye um Basically, they just tear this friggin' place apart. And he and this this goblin was like, I know you know where that head is. Yeah. He's like, give me the head so I can finally get the honor that I've been searching for. So basically, we we find out at he he, he kills this goblin dude, and then uh the widow basically uh throws herself at, at his mercy and says, like, look, after after this battle, he went insane. And basically dragged me along with him to build this house out here. And every night he's been going out looking for this head. Whoa. Yeah, the goblin is um is her husband. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't say that. You didn't say that. That's okay. But yeah, so yeah. So basically, uh, yeah. And then he, she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm sorry. Like, I was just going along with him to do all this stuff. And then he does... This guy's such an honorable guy. I know, like he's he, such a good dude. He's basically like, look, I I release you from uh from your blind loyalty, and he says, uh, call a priest and have him perform uh some kind of service for the repose of your husband's tortured soul. So Whoa. he's like, not only do I forgive you, but I give you like kind of essentially permission to forgive yourself. Wow. So yeah, dude, uh, Isagi Jimbo, good guy. honorable, honorable dude, Miyazaki. Uh, Usagi, great guy, great guy, great bunny, <laughs> great bunny. His name is Miyazaki or uh, Miyamoto. Miyamoto. Oh, yeah. okay, Sorry. that makes more sense. A, lo- a little bit more sense. Yeah, Miyamoto Usagi. He's a bunny man. I've read Usagi. This is, is really good, though. An interesting book. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I've always been such a fan of Stan mm-hmm. Sakai. I love his line work. Um, it's funny too because the cover of this, uh, he recreated the cover of that issue. And you can like when you hold them side by side, you can kind of see his evolution as oh, an artist. That's and cool. It's, it's really neat because it's like a lot more detailed. I mean, thirty-five years. Yeah, you get right. really good at drawing bunnies. It's, yeah, especially when yeah. <laughs> unless you're Rob iPhone. <laughs> so yeah, I highly, highly recommend Usagi Ojimbo in general. But this this issue was was really cool. Yeah, it was it was a good jumping on point. It's like you know, the first. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good that's a good like way to 
celebrate 35 years of just like hey remember the thing exactly 35 years ago yeah well <laughs> what i was expecting was um i was expecting like a hundred page giant or like some crazy totally. thing so yeah. when i picked it up and it was like it was just an issue it doesn't like, even say anniversary issue on the cover or anything it's on the back cover. oh there it is yep. but um but yeah like i was expecting like you know some big th- thick well like, because you've been reading marvel like uh, it's like we got every right. creator ever to write an 80 page giant <laughs> and it's gonna take you two hours to read it and like yeah this no, guy's like yeah it's just me i don't i don't need to do that yeah no. turtles is doing that right yeah the, the turtles does that all the time every time okay. they hit like a landmark issue like i, I think issue 25 was like 100 pages like jeez <laughs> but um issue 31 why why not really because we haven't made it this far before <laughs> <laughs> the landmark it's like every issue, issue of spawn yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, right? exactly. record-breaking issues of spawn right. that come out every month. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah Stan Sakai, Usagi Ujimbo. I keep saying I'm going to jump on and I keep forgetting, but yeah, this, this is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's funny. You get like, you get kind of a mix of things. Sometimes it's, it's very much a samurai story. Sometimes it's very much a detective story. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there's romance in it, like with the last issue. Yeah. I mean, that's romance, kind of all three. Kind of then also tragedy. <laughs> tragedy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, there's, there's a lot of really great character development in his stuff. Definitely. Especially when sometimes you only ever get to meet a character for an issue. True. Like he's good at, at kind of doing the one and done. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. So what else you got, Sean? All right. My second one is going to be Moonshine, number 13, by Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Risso. So where did this book go? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because when we walked into the shop, I think we talked about it last week too. I was like, holy crap. I love this book and I'm really happy it's back because I forgot it existed. Yeah, I haven't read it in forever. It's so for people who aren't familiar, I'll just do a super quick synopsis. There's two arcs before this. It's basically about a 1920s prohibition era guy. Um, he works like a mob boss. Um, and he finds out about this guy who just makes like the best moonshine. And he's like, all right, you go down and convince this guy that he now sells moonshine to us. Didn't go great because um, <laughs> he's a city slicker trying to like he thinks he's do business with like well, backcountry yeah, well he just thinks they're backcountry hicks and yeah. it's like they're not they're, yeah. they're still smart people he still he underestimated uh, appalachian uh, tactics yeah <laughs> so mayhem ensues um part of this family one of them uh, turns out to be a werewolf and is just killing people well that's a twist <laughs> oh moonshine moonshine I think that's part of it yep. moonshine got it moonshine. And, and through moonshine. all the nonsense <laughs> and him trying to get battling this family and get the business and stuff he actually gets turned into a where the main character gets turned into a werewolf as well and kind of is like does uh well, does he get workman's comp for that <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if um, I don't think the the health the health insurance policy provided by the mob is very <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah, I don't think moonshining is union work. <laughs> yeah, one way or the other. I don't, so, think, I don't think moonshining is union work. <laughs> Lycanthropy isn't listed under. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's covered under his health for, plan. Yeah. yeah. So this issue kind of opens up with him, um, like, crap! I'm a freaking werewolf now. <laughs> 
Uh, this one woman All he runs time. into, well, especially because like through like the two story arcs, it takes him a long time to realize that he's a werewolf. Yeah, because he, he just he keeps, keeps blacking out. He doesn't know what's going on. And yeah, yeah. So he's losing, and it took some takes him a really long time to get there. Some woman finds him and like um, nurses him back to health after like a big battle that he has uh, with with these guys. He gets shot a bunch of times. So he's with this woman, uh, and they go to like his like her like aunts, mothers. I don't family members yeah. that are clearly of a magical nature and they're like well we could cure you but it's gonna cost you um and they kind of keep you talk- say magical nature like it's not straight up voodoo okay well it's voodoo well, right, sorry <laughs> whatever <laughs> um and then basically they're talking about and then they talk about this other person john baptiste who i think who's also in the family that has like maybe more unsavory methods to get payment from people if it's not just money <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, he's so, like he's like a dark shaman. He seems to be like a bad dude. Mm-hmm. So, why well, the mob is really outnumbered in this one? <laughs> yeah. So this mob guy's like, "Where's the shady part of town? I know how to get money. I'm a mob dude. I got this." So he goes, he finds the shady part of town. He starts playing dice with people, beats up, swindles, gets some money, and he he basically like, uh, best way to get money is to look like you you got money so he uses the money he wins a dice he buys himself a nice suit and he goes to like the local high roller casino and basically just cons all these dudes out of their money like he just straight up cheats at poker to get get their money nice <laughs> um and then he goes out and then you know so this, this is the 20s and 30s there's a you know there's a guy standing outside african-american guy he's and he's talking about he's like yo i really like what you did to those freaking white dudes in there i love that you took all all their money that's awesome and they're kind of talking he's like yeah can i get anything for you they're talking he's like oh let me show you like you know uh, oh yeah i'm heading this way in town he's like oh let me show you let me show you and he's like really friendly uh, but he gets a little pushy because the the main character he's like he's trying to leave and the guy's like oh no i'll, I'll take you i'll take you i'll take you kind of like it feels like he's trying to get like a tip from more money from him yeah, or something yeah. like that or like something's gonna happen so they're talking back and forth and the guy's like hey i don't want to bother you or anything but like can you just like push off and it's like you know i don't even know your name or whatever and like the last panel is like john baptiste it's like oh oh with this like <laughs> super evil grin <laughs> so yeah this, it is it is ominous so this dude yeah so this he kind of gets rolled up. I'm guessing whoever he met with in the Berlin was like, Hey, this dude's coming. He's going to get some money and you need to go find him." Um, so he's getting, who knows what's going to happen here, but this book's kind of crazy. Um, I really enjoy Brian Azzarello and these stories that he does. Like, I think they're a lot of fun. This one was nothing what I expected to be like as overall. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's like a moonshiner thing. And then werewolves. So I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> dude, what's with you and mob magic? I don't know, man. Yeah. It's a thing. I guess maybe that's, that's maybe, maybe that's my type. Is that the new sword and sorcery? <laughs> I guess mob and magic. <laughs> uh, it's also, there's a really funny when moonshine started, there was this like really bizarre trend all in the same month. There were like Southern werewolves with moonshine oh, redneck southern redneck oh yeah. the, the, the or, uh, southern vampires which is redneck and southern uh zombies which was cannibal and they're all right, take right. place in like uh, the cannibal immediately wasn't got canceled it, wasn't it like southern like witches too with like redlands redlands but that was, yeah. a, little that was a little bit later yeah oh, but like there was literally just one month where it's like we all just like zeitgeisted the idea of like hey take all these horror tropes and make it redneck yeah make it southern I just really like this creative team, like because uh, yeah, this, oh. this one definitely has like the the biggest like sanity power. Azarello and Rizzo are 
Because they're they, uh, amazing. They yep. did 100 Bullets, right? 100 yeah. Bullets. And that's and, um, so good. I I want to say that Rizzo did Loveless with Azarello, but I don't remember. I yeah. love Loveless. Uh, I think so. <laughs> completely yeah. forgotten yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's a fun book. It's definitely not what I expected, but yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, it stuck out. I was just happy that it's back. It's a fun book to read. I really enjoy it. So I'm, yeah, I, was, I wasn't I, expecting I was excited it to come to back. see it on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a shame because uh, he also did Faithless, which is really good. But like you could tell he, he only does one book at a time. Right. You know, so it's like, well, Faithless is over. What now? What? He's and no Jeff Lemire. He's no Jeff Lemire. Yeah. <laughs> one I don't know at if a time. Is. <laughs> it's he's got to uh, come up with all those accents. All, yeah. It's oh, all is, dialogue. Is that one of those? Those all the dialogue? Yeah, because like when they're talking, he's talking to the guy. He's got like he's like like saying like massive like that kind of speech that pulls me out and it was really but it was 19, actually hard it's to 1920s read. so i feel like it, it's one of those things like i'm not gonna read it out loud have you ever read an uh, book? <laughs> but that's have you ever read a nazarello book because he's all about dialogue he does that a mm. lot yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, and and like honestly yeah p- people do and have talked like that it's not necessarily like yeah, it wasn't out of place in the yeah. book but like st- like the redneck people that like some of it was really hard to understand. <laughs> well, Loveless kind of is the like point. That. Yeah, I think it was the point, though. It's like reading Huck Finn. Like, right, right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what are, are those words? Uh, sure, whatever. Yeah. yeah, those are words, but oh. I don't I don't know what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Casey. All right, so I got uh, Folklords, number one. It's by uh, Matt Kent and Matt Smith. This was um, neat. I, I really like this. It was this. adorable. It's it so was neat. cute. It's uh, yeah, the, the the art really like makes it pop. Um so basically we 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 start out and we're in this um like magical like like swords and sorcery fairy tale land. <laughs> and uh but there's this kid who's getting dressed in like a suit and tie and he's like he's wearing like a wooden watch and like just like, like kind of like just a wooden radio and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um you know, and then he like you see him running through town like like cottages and like old like it looks like he's in like the high Hobbit. and he's running through town and everyone's like why is he dressed like that and you can kind of see everybody like whispering but they're like yeah it looks like it's like there's like an old bearded wizard and there's these like creepy like hooded figures and there's like you know the town folk basically i love how even the wolf is giving him like the <laughs> yeah the wolf is giving is, him is a side eye him. i love yeah, it like, so good um and then he, he gets a, a fairy by a troll um charles the troll <laughs> charles the he's troll. my favorite character of the week he's, he's so like good a chewbacca he is i love him um he's not allowed in town <laughs> but, he bring, but he brings some goat pie every he day he does yeah which is so nice they're such he's good so friends great yeah um and then you know and then he meets up with his his group of friends at their, their clubhouse um and they're talking about like it seems like there's this rite of passage for um when kids reach a certain age when they hit 18 they get to do their quest and they get to pick what their quest is going to be Man, so i wish i went on a quest right when I yeah. and they I like know. announce it to the town which i think is kind of cool i kind of did but it was just moving to philadelphia and oh. it's not nearly as much fun that is a, qu- a that is a quest that is a quest <laughs> mine was just panic attacks in my bed <laughs> well i mean you act oh. like I'm still on that quest. yeah you act like moving to philadelphia didn't involve that too <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so so they're all like, I'm gonna do, you know, what's what's your quest? I'm gonna eat some mermaid flesh and live forever, and you know, they're they're all like going through like what their their thing is gonna be. I'm gonna do ayahuasca. <laughs> that's how. That's a the the best personality test. You can tell who's the real who's the real jerks and the creeps. Yeah, because <laughs> people are just talking about eating other like like real creatures in this world. That's well, the next... one guy just wants to get married, and yeah. I'm like, all right, dude, uh, I see you. Sure, man. That's my next bar icebreaker. So if uh, we all went on a quest, what, what's, what would your what's your quest? quest? Be? Yeah. What's your 
Uh, no, that's a good one, though. I think that would be cool. Yeah. But, I mean, because I'm lame, so. It's better than constantly <laughs> asking people what turtle they are. That's <laughs> What turtle? That's usually Ninja my icebreaker. Snap. Oh, wow. I was like, how many different kinds of turtles can you be? <laughs> I'm a box tortoise, personally. I'm a, paint, I'm a painted slider. Ooh. I, I said snapping. <laughs> Alligator snapping. <laughs> real, real, real. Soft shell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just the one that's stuck on his back. I'm in a bisque. <laughs> Hell, right, just right. the one let's, that's stuck on his let's back. Let's get this back on track here. <laughs> anyway, so they're all going through their quest, and he's like, I'm going to, like their main character who's in the suit and ties, I'm going to go find the folklords. And they'll look at him like they're he's like, got three heads. What? what are you talking Dude, about? Dude, you're already in a suit. Don't draw more attention yeah, to yourself. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, are you nuts? Like, the librarians aren't even going to let you do that. They're like, okay. So clearly the librarians are kind of like running the town, um, basically. Um, so they all kind of mock him and tell him, like, you're crazy and that's not real and obviously whatever. Um, but mermaid flesh, that's, but, that's a oh, no, that's the thing. Is a lot of these, like, things do exist. They, they live in, in a Hobbit town. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, one of the problems I had with the Aquaman movie where they're telling him the, the legend, the fairy tale that his dad used to tell him. He's like, that's not real. I was like, dude, you're Aquaman. <laughs> Come on. You, you ride giant seahorses. <laughs> a little suspension of disbelief, please. <laughs> you just hung out with Superman. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> true 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 that's awesome um yeah so so basically he's talking to his friend and she's like you know like don't listen to them you need to do what you you know but like don't listen to them they're being mean but also don't go find the folklords you're gonna get yourself killed but also like dude that's still a stupid quest yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) not a stupid quest like a like a horrifying quest they're all like yeah Yeah. they're all like horrified by the idea exactly um but then like he he like goes home goes to bed and then he has like a vision of the of our world um he's yeah, so like typewriters watches yeah and then like a, planes and stuff sandman yeah like a, 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 gas, a gas mask yeah so so basically while he was talking to his friend he's explaining to her he's like there's a world beyond our world i see it like i get these visions where i see and like they have buildings as tall as mountains and they there's there's whole villages where there's not a tree in sight and he's basically like explaining our world but she's like you're nuts shut up and he's like i'm gonna go find the folklords and have them show me where that realm is yeah. And that's why he has a suit. He, like he made the clothing based off what he oh. saw in his visions. Yeah. So it's like everyone's like, "Why are you like?" And does his hair different and stuff like that? Because it's like he's trying to like he sees all this cool stuff in this in his. It's visions. like it's like uh, if if fantasy novels didn't exist and somebody just started dressing up like a hobbit, you'd be like, "What is your deal?" Yeah. He's like, "No, yeah. there's a magical land called Middle Earth where people <laughs> and and you're like, you're nuts, dude. You're a nerd. I don't even know what that <laughs> means. I don't know what that is, but you are it. Yeah, um, go play Dungeons and Dragons. It's like they're at a board meeting. <laughs> it's just like, um, so so then like evidently there's like a big assembly where they all announce their quests to yeah. the rest of the town and they're all going through and they're like um i i'm gonna find the black diamond and claim and, and claim for it claim it forever and uh i'm gonna find the golden apple of truth and take a bite out of it and then his friend his little slimy friend goes i'm gonna go find the folklords and he's just like what now he has like 30 seconds to come up with a new <laughs> yeah, one yeah. pretty much yeah but before like, even dude <laughs> come on but before he, he can even do that the librarians which are these like red hooded like cult that clearly has like an iron grip on the town the librarians come up and they like put him in a noose and they're like nope shut down no more quests <laughs> no quests this year uh, we're gonna get, uh, sign quests because that's Prom too got dangerous canceled. yeah basically but yeah. like like your your like thesis got canceled like 
way bigger than prom. Yeah, the thing you wanted to do for your life got canceled. Yeah, like it's you've like, been you know, looking now forward you're to it. You're all for... going to just write an essay. Well, no, you... on just who the hell you think you are. <laughs> it, it's worse. They all get turned into snitches. They yeah. all like uh, go go find a. a I, um... I, I was reading this. I was like, not Casey, like Harry Potter. Casey, snitches, this is going to stick. Out not all. Oh, it made me so mad. Now. Yeah. Yeah. They turned him into little spies of their little police state. Yeah. Basically. Monitor a troll fairy and report any suspicious activity to the librarians. Your quest is to find a rebellious gnome and report it to the librarians. Like, yeah, they turned him into stitches. No, I like, I like oh. what he says. He's like, this is total bullsheep, which I thought was great. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then he was even like, uh, what do you, what does this even mean? Like, all gnomes are troublemakers. Like, oh yeah, duh. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this is stupid. But in the librarians even say any violation will be punishable by immediate execution. Like, not only are we going to kill you if you try and find the folk folklords, we're going to kill you if you don't do the like menial task that we decide. Right, go back to your books, right? Yeah, <laughs> these librarians are not. Go read good a people. book, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then he goes to his friend that's like stole the idea last minute, and the friend's like, "Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I messed up so bad." Yeah, he just. Passed Panicked. Yeah, because he didn't know what to do either. Exactly. Um. So so basically, uh, he's like, you know what? It's fine. Like, I forgive you. Let's go find the folklords. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Let's like, do it anyway. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Both of us work together and go do that thing they told us they're going to kill us if we do. Um. And yeah. they do. Yeah, yeah they I do. Mean, that's that's what a real quest is. Yeah, exactly. They, they bribe like, Charles the uh the no. Act damn it. Charles the, the, the troll. Charles the, the troll with two more goat pies to take him across the river again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they they basically like like he had a great line. He's like, because he's he's blind. And he's like, if anyone asks, you didn't see us. He's like, you're right. <laughs> oh, I didn't of realize he was I blind. That's they so funny. He's blind earlier. I missed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I didn't. Me. I don't see anything. Yeah. That's why he's my favorite. Yeah, I, thought me. It, I thought he just was... wants to eat pie and can't see and <laughs> isn't allowed to tell. Yeah, just hangs out and eats pie. <laughs> and roses a boat. People back and forth. It's great. Oh gosh, but, but episode, yeah, no, the uh, <laughs> and then like they get to the edge of town, and there's this like crazy like like ironclad librarian. Um, I guess well, it's he, a librarian. No, he's I, the, like a knight. He's, he's like a, knight, a knight. Yeah. Man, this book seems to think that uh, librarians are way more exciting than they are. Yeah, yeah so, but I, they're I also have, the bad guys. <laughs> if librarians worst. were like this in our world, I wouldn't have been the only one who wanted to be one when I was in <laughs> middle school. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like the, the night is like, where do you boys think you're going? And they're like, ah, oh, we just, I left my journal at my friend's house. I was going to go get it. Uh, and he's like, oh, that's really disappointing because I thought you were going on a real quest and he like lets them by. I'm so like, clearly this there's, awesome. yeah, this dude is like going to join up with them and help them on their quest. It's yeah. like, we're just going to go tattle on some fairies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, so this is, it's a really short miniseries. Uh, I want to say it's like six, five or six issues. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. Um, yeah, it's I like great. this. I like it. Yeah, this seems, to, this this could have a lot of potential to be a really fun book for sure. It, and it's so cute. Like the art is one of those, like it really like makes it pop. It makes it like really, really fun. Um, it's a great style. Matt Kent had another book similar to this. Um where it's called ether where like this guy was like um exploring it's like a guy from our realm who was like an explorer in a fantasy realm um and he even had a charles type character that book was way sadder yeah because then you realize that he's homeless so far yeah well he's homeless <laughs> because the only way to get to this world is to jump into this portal and almost die every time you have to like hang yourself every you have to basically time have to almost die and then the time is different so basically every time he went there like years would pass and like his family were just like what the hell are you well they also just thought he was crazy because like he's he's homeless so everyone just just, like thought he was schizophrenic and like and it's not even clear if he is or not like the reader can kind of interpret if it is in his own head or not exactly so it's just like i'm really glad this book isn't as depressing as ether was yeah that book was a bummer (laughs) 
it was, it was good, but yeah, yeah that was, it was a sad book. <laughs> yeah, but you can kind of tell these both ideas kind of came from the same seed. Yeah. And he's just like, this is the fun one. <laughs> <laughs> the other yeah. book was really good. Not tra- talking crap on it at all, but it was definitely like, it's oh. A, it's just a very different vibe. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. Well, it starts out like a vibe like this, and then you get to the end, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so hopefully this doesn't take a really dark turn and gets, it stays fun. Oh, yeah. I'm scared for Charles. I know. He should be okay staying in town. His life is already darkness as it is. Oh, no. Oh, poor, Char- poor he's, Chuck. He's in town eating Chuck. pie. He'll be okay. Uh, he's got his meat pies. Exactly. Yeah. And his boat. Exactly. He's a happy guy. Poor Chuck the Bigfoot. <laughs> Just want to take care of him. Uh. All right, RJ, what else you got? All right. Uh, I've got Black Stars Above, number one, uh, oh. by... Lonnie Nadler and Jenna Cha. I am so glad you told me to read this. It was so good. Yep. Yeah, I love this. It, it might be one of my favorite number ones of the whole year. Oh, wow. Uh, you yeah. described it to me as an A24 movie, and yeah, it 100% is. Well, I described that after, so Sean would read it first. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all know Sean loves uh, A24 movies. They're my favorite. I've seen all of them. Wow. All right. Name one. Let's... <laughs> You know I can name at least one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not play that game. Uh, Touche. Well, uh, you go first. Why don't you tell me what your favorite one is? <laughs> oh, what a coincidence. That's mine, oh, too. That, I was going to say I'm going to kill the folk lords, too. <laughs> uh, awesome. Anyway, um, so it opens up on a uh, snow landscape, and there's uh, some... What bobcats? Uh, lynx. Lynx. They're okay. the same thing. Sure. Essentially. No. Yes. Well, maybe. They're pretty right. darn close. They're like the same thing. I'm good at obscure Spider-Man villains and not animals. Not actual animals. B- big cat knowledge. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm here for. All right. <laughs> uh, so it's this guy and he's <laughs> big cats and demonology. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, all cats. I like I like little cats too. <laughs> and there's this guy that's watching them and he's taking notes and he's he's talking about how he's kind of. Uh, been lost right or he's been lost and hasn't seen a living thing in like he's like days weeks i don't know he's yeah like, yes he's like this is weird i'm like kind of losing it and, and then yeah so one of the links gets caught in the uh in a in a trap and he goes up to it and he's about to kill it but then he sees that it's like oozing black stuff from his eyes yeah and in one of the coolest transitions in a comic i've seen in a long time it goes from the black ooze of the eye to a black panel to a to the next page to a black panel to an ink dot yeah and it's very it watchman so cool very watchman like yeah, that just like, like reminded me of the of the button like zooming yeah. in on the button and then zooming out for the, on yeah, the next yeah. like yeah it's yeah and like i haven't seen anybody do it as well as watchman since and then it it know. amazed me so much i stopped reading and i just i just love that now just- <laughs> the end. uh so it, and then it goes to more cursive, which is my favorite thing in a comic. Just trying to decipher cursive for like five hours. Um, it's a lot. There's a lot of text. Yeah, that, that you had your always, work cut out for you. Always bothers There's me. a lot of text and a lot of it's in cursive. Yeah. So it's a woman and she's writing uh, about how she's sitting next to a a child that isn't hers and that things have gone pretty terribly wrong for she's a while trapped she just feels yeah, she super feels trapped. trapped yeah um and then it goes to her flashback where she is a she is a daughter and she lives with her two parents and they make moccasins and other fashion for people to sell whoa wait is this no. a flashback yes uh 
I did not and get I that. write this on the 5th of December in the year 1887 but let us venture back in a time between oh, before I the before did the did not catch that sorry that's because she doesn't I mean she doesn't have a child in the rest of the yeah cool yep sorry yep all right it, it didn't affect me, my enjoying it at all no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it changes I, everything <laughs> I hate it now no. it does change a little bit but it not does. that much. It, 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 cha- it changes her character uh, the perspective that she's writing uh, from yeah, so she lives with her parents, and they make they make clothes out of like the animals and stuff yeah, that they they're, hunt. They're fur traders, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they're yeah, we find out that it's her dad who is hunting the lynx. Who right? Yeah, and they're not doing well. Uh, their people aren't buying as much as they used to. And and, this, and the, clearly, the store is coming into town with that like isn't going to do like trades. Like it's yeah, a, it's like a corporate. store. Also, yeah. they're yeah. running into less animals. Yeah, because the mom mentions that yeah, for some reason there's like no animals. Yeah, around. They found like one muskrat in like two weeks or something. Yeah. Um, they gave a very, very detailed uh, depiction of skinning. That oh, the muskrat. skinning the muskrat. They did. I was yeah, like, they did. this seems gratuitous. Yeah, it felt Which, unnecessary. No, I think it's completely necessary because it creeps you out. It puts like, you. It wasn't gratuitous because oh, it was, but like it was like I'm like, is that? I feel like that's actually how you would skin a musk. Like I feel like there was research done. I think there's a uh, some sweet sweet foreshadowing. You don't know how to skin a muskrat. Yeah, I think you might. I'm from the south, baby. You just is that innate knowledge you get? When you're <laughs> no, born in I Florida? just live. That was my Saturday. <laughs> I just live with hunters. <laughs> wow there's actually uh not to like completely (laughs) derail there's there's like childhood pictures of me in a swing set so my uncle had the swing set it was like the three just three regular swings and then bison uh well (laughs) so there were the two swings then he took one of the like chains off for the third swing and there's just a deer carcass um (laughs) bleeding out uh next to me so it's just like a, just a viscerated like like deer carcass and then me like smiling on a swing next to my yeah cousin. you showed me that and when it started bleeding i left <laughs> <laughs> it started dripping on the floor <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this answers a lot of questions <laughs> yeah no it, it explains a lot really <laughs> all right so anyway she's, uh, she's so grisly uh her mom is making moccasins and she tells her that she has to go uh change her grandfather's leg wound bandage yeah and she's like can't i make the moccasins he doesn't like me (laughs) and i don't want to do that he smells um (laughs) and the mom goes no because you're slow and we need you he doesn't like anyone so yeah so he goes so she goes to the grandfather and he's uh sitting down and he's clearly some type of senile to some yeah. degree but also he's like kind of rambling and but he's having this moment of clarity she says he's usually senile and he he's told this story of how he lost his leg a million times but this time well yeah so she starts changing it and he's like you know how i lost this leg and he's like yeah you told me a million times you lost it in a trap and he's like no that's not right at all yeah and then he gives this story about what uh like going into this house and or just this just, forbidden land of some sort. Right. Yeah. And he spent the night and he woke up and it was completely white. Uh, so uh, people came in and found him and had to cut it off. Yeah. But he's like, and they took it. And it's like, uh, so it was frostbite? And he's like, no, it was... Uh, Payment, payment for, for staying on the trespassing land. or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, that's not ominous at all, grandfather. <laughs> also, I think that I, I I got the re- I read it as cannibals. Like, like they he, ate his leg. He says savage country, so I don't know exactly where this takes place. Well, but so maybe... three mounties found me, uh, knocked me out, cut it off with a hatchet before I came to. Well, so yeah. he yeah he says I went into savage country. 
Like yeah. that's where he was. I, and, I mean, yeah. That so I don't know what that means. Yeah. So maybe it's like it could be cannibals. It could, but they didn't eat his leg. They just Took made it, it so he can't use it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's like some kind what of was shaman white or something. Though. So yeah, I, it, was it was turning white. So I figured that they were doing it to save his life. Yeah. But that's I probably why know. they cut it off. But like whatever happened to it. But the way he knows, says yeah. payment. Well, it's a lamp <laughs> now. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, the way he says payment is like he went somewhere that he wasn't should have, and they took his leg because of that. Yeah. That's what it makes it sound. Yeah. 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 All right, yeah, so she she does that, and it may, it's pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, then she, uh, her father is doing the muskrat stuff. <laughs> yep, just sure did. Leaving nothing nothing left on that muskrat. Uh, and while they're doing that, he explains to her, like, oh, so um, we've figured out uh, how to solve this money problem that we've been having. <laughs> right. You're going to get married. You're, you're hitched gonna, now. Yeah, they, they to, sell to, her yeah, into slavery. To who? To this person, I don't know them. Yeah, too bad. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Me neither. But he works for the corporation thing that's coming. Well, one into thing town. is like, what are you getting in return? It's yeah. like I'm getting a job with this corporation. Well, yeah. yeah like, so later she's like, thing. "You're getting something out of it, aren't you?" Yeah. And it's like, like how much? How much money? And they're yeah. like, "No money, but a job." I get but a, a job. job. Yeah. Yeah, and but the other piece is he gets the job, and the she and the guy that they're he's she's supposed to marry get the dying fur trading business that's the way i took it yeah totally. well yeah you get a new job and you get to leave and they i'm also, stuck here yeah yep. that's the thing is they her parents get to leave right yeah. so that's so messed cool. they so just, messed up they did talk about uh how the land and the house and the business and everything were passed down yeah totally. yeah it's like so, a, it's a family business yeah yeah uh she goes to sell some moccasins and they uh, give her like two bucks worth of credit and yeah. they're begrudgingly trade them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she walks out and this dude who looks like he's a Monopoly piece. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> he's like if, if, he's like if Slender Man were a Monopoly piece. Oh, there it is. It's kind of like, he, lo- he, he looks just kind of like, like Jack the Ripper or I just kept his face expecting his face to open up. Uh, yeah, the yeah, second like he I said, popped- Slender Man. If yeah. Slender Man were a Monopoly piece. The second he popped up, I'm like, this dude doesn't belong here. Something's up. He's also kind of sweating, but it's yeah. like the snow. Yeah, I couldn't tell. It's really that's creepy. What, yeah, I couldn't tell what that was supposed to, like, if he was sick or sweating. I wasn't sure what was going on So there. he approaches, uh, he approaches her and he's like, I have this package. I can't go, I can't make the trek. The post office is closed. Um, can you deliver this for me? I'll give you $200. She just traded moccasins for two bucks. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot yeah. of moccasins. Yeah. So. so she's like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's a package. It looks like kind of like a book or something small in that regard. Yeah. yeah. And it's a little box. He said, yeah. you can't open it or I'll know. You can't open it or like abandon it or give it to yes. anyone else. And, or whole no. They're yeah. magic beans, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I mean, Maybe. Basically. Um, like evil magic beans. <laughs> and then he leaves saying, may the black stars guide your way. And she said, I didn't think about it much then, but it uh-huh. was a. It was foreshadowing the days to come. Yeah, <laughs> um, I could, I'd say, yeah. So she's at dinner, and the part that Sean described, where uh, they talk about the marriage, and oh yeah, yeah, all, everything happens. So it kind of, I, I love the like the the like her face just degrading into yeah. like abject horror. Also, and she's like, "You're gonna leave me?" Yeah. Like, well, the, yeah, yeah, she's like, "You're gonna leave," and the dad's like, "Yeah, I'm giving you this business, and you're not even grateful." It's like you can't, what? Also, you're not giving me anything. Yeah, a you're side leaving note, and leaving me here. Yeah. A oh. side note is the father is French and the parents are um yeah, so, uh, another uh, like 
a native race. Yeah. So they speak in uh, three different languages, and the brackets denote uh, which what one language they speak. Yeah. In. They, yeah, they even the say first. like he even says like you can pass as French, so that's why we're gonna do yes. this. And she's yeah. like, I don't want to do so that. So it, it's got very creative use of lettering. Yeah. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna it's butcher like this. Syntax. I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna butcher this pronunciation, but um, Michif M I C H I F. That's the language. There's. I'm. I'm sure there's some kind of indigenous, like Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's language. what it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. So this conversation where uh, the father reveals that he's getting a job and in, in uh, payment for the marriage, kind of breaks her and she decides to leave. Yeah. She just um, runs away in the middle it, of the night. Well, she decides to go deliver the package. But uh, while well, she's I, also just running away. Uh, to, I took it as she was kind of running away. Also, it's well, both. I, I mean, think it's both. It's like I'm away. not sticking around here. I'm going to go do this thing sure. without telling anybody. Uh, yeah. Which also just happens to be the the town up north. So she's exactly. just running away to the town up north where she could also just make two hundred dollars. She also takes an axe. Yep. And uh, well, so she's going to the woods. So she sets out and she she recalls that there's these symbols on the on the trees that she had been taught since she was six how to read, and they're just denote how to get. To the next town. Yeah. Like hobo symbols, but in the woods. Sure. Yes. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so she's kind of like braving the, the weather because snow starts falling very heavily. And um, she in a tent and she looks out at the sky and there is a giant black moon that kind of looks like an eyeball and <laughs> kind of looks like a my worst nightmares. I don't and it's got like she she calls it like a moon ladder. There's this like this like sh- offshoot going down like from the tree line up to. There's uh some dialogue that has been redacted throughout the book. I love that. Uh, yeah, it you was can great. tell where where the where the narrator crossed so, out words and replaced them. Yeah. So when she's talking to the the guy who gave her the package, she said that when he said "May the black stars guide your way," it sounded like it was coming from above. No, uh behind him vice versa okay she, yeah she said behind at first and then scratch it on and says above well either way it's yeah. not coming from his face <laughs> which is creepy yes yeah then she starts hearing like a she's hearing tech so from the box so she or the package so she takes off the the wrapping of the package and it's this box and she opens it and she gets visions it's it's like kind of like a like two eyes that are oozing like the like the links. Yeah, it kind of looks like a skull maybe, but yeah, uh, they don't show enough of it to actually see what it and is. And then the tech turns into Tech Ellie Lee, which I don't I, mean, I don't know what that is, but yeah, I assume we'll find out. Yeah, um, and she gets visions of uh spindly hands, uh, the guy, <laughs> <Spindly>. the links, <laughs> spindly hands. It's a good way to describe it. Spindly hands, and then it sounds more whimsical than it's it's terrifying, but you make it yeah, sound whimsical. She, she looks into she. And then it ends with her saying, uh, looking into its eyes the first time I saw new and old, I saw beginnings and endings and in-betweens all at once. I saw how lost one could become in the blackest of blacks. Yeah. And that's how we end. And, and kind of all of her dialogue sounds similar to that. It's It's got this very poetic, very, sure. like, like um, you know, like period uh, appropriate, but also very creepy so, dialogue. One of, one of the big things for horror for me is atmosphere 100 and this thing is just covered in atmosphere well that's i think that's why it feels like an 824 movie it's yeah just like from yeah, from the vibe. pacing to the just the the dialogue and everything it sets such a perfect tone it 
it scared the poop out of me. <laughs> um, like I said, it's it's probably one of my favorite first issues of the year. It absolutely knocked me on my feet. Yeah, I, I was really not expecting. I, I I remember reading the solicit for this like before it came out, trying to decide how many to order for this for the shop, and they were just kind of like. Yeah, we'll try it out. We'll see. And like, well, I, sure, it's vault, and like, you yeah, know, you never know. You how... can take a, you can take a risk, but like, yeah, I wish we had gotten more. I wish I, you know, had been yelling at people to, to read it all week because I only read it this morning. And I'm like, oh wow, okay. <laughs> I've seen Nadler do some stuff for like Marvel, I think, or something. I, I don't know. I, I don't think they've completely blown up. Yeah, um, I'm not familiar with these creators at all. I hope to see more though. I will definitely follow yeah, them. It, yeah, it's incredible. It if you like. Uh, slow-paced horror stuff it's you can't get better really yeah, for it's comics. really well done yeah the two really good horror comics uh three weeks after halloween yeah morbius yeah man just now, now that i'm all i'm morbius. out of it like, <laughs> like now that i no longer have that appetite well they're yeah, all coming out you gotta you gotta treat every day like it's halloween adam yeah this is true <laughs> especially this time of year yeah i could really use some extra halloween yeah all uh, right now that i talk a lot. Yeah, I think that's that the most fun. I talked in this podcast. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> I like it when you're excited for books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, are, you are amped for that book. So, um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna talk about X Men for a little while. I know we we do almost, not apologize. We, we were so that close. Explicit Krakoa fan fiction. We, we, we almost got through a whole episode with no X Men, but I decided uh, this new Punisher book. What is it, Punisher? Soviet. Soviet. Soviet yeah. Just it's. It's good, but there's there's there not really enough, enough there to talk about. No, yet. unfortunately, yeah. there's not. too many questions, and there are answers. Yeah, we all love X Men. I, it's yeah. just a don't, given. Don't apologize for well, talking about X Men. Yeah, I mean, it's so good. We're not an X Men show, but dude, X Twitter lately. I want to be. Not, a, I want to be a part of. We're that. not an X Men show, but we started our podcast when Hickman started writing X Men. Yeah, we don't so, really have a choice. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. It's, it's such a. If you're an X Men fan right now, it's such an exciting time. I know. It's hard to just that's not talk about. And we're all X Men fans, so it's, exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. Anyone who knows me right now is sick of hearing me talk about <laughs> yeah, X Men. They gotta hate you right now. It's like we get it. Yeah, dude, we don't care. <laughs> but you know, hopefully, if you're listening to this show, you care about X Men. So this is X Men number two. <laughs> By Jonathan Hickman and Lionel Francis Yu. So, yeah. Krakoa gets in on some of this uh, make more sexy, this, this <laughs> sexy X Men times. Yeah, dude, it's uh, like he does the opposite. He makes two islands, one island. Well. Yeah, but like they're they're kind of. <laughs> it's like Pangea, but as a Pornhub browser. But, Thank but, you. But, but, <laughs> it's Pangea, but sexy. <laughs> Are you saying Pangea wasn't sexy? It's a fair point, RJ. Yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah, Unity. Dude, the X-Men are just horny. Everyone's even, horny. Yeah. Even the damn island. Every book, <laughs> in, yeah, every book, there's something like that to talk about. Even which is gross 16-year-old Cable. Dude, K- I, I have a lot to say about Cable in this Cable, he was, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, like, uh, let's, let's, let's pull back a little bit. So, after, I, I read the first two pages of this and went, so... This is just Cyclops doing whatever his version is of taking his kids fishing. Yeah, 100%. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, that is 100% is. Yeah. Like, like this is just him finally playing catch with Cable. He had And he had like such dad lines in this oh, book. Every single oh, every single line. such oh a dad. Dude, I was like, dude, yeah. come on, man. Dad clops. Dude, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. So so I'm, basically he just, he comes walking in on the uh, the summer's living room where they sit around looking at a uh, lava lamp of some kind. <laughs> like, I guess they don't have TV on the moon. They're both from the future. 
<laughs> but uh but he's just he's basically like all right we've uh we've discovered this island um that just sort of appeared and Krakoa seems to be going towards it and we're detecting a whole bunch of weird ass life forms. and the only person that can talk to Krakoa is lost in Shi'ar space yes yep. so yeah. the, he even says like that was this dumb idea to who, let him leave who, who put a teleporter on a spaceship <laughs> so whose idea was he's that he's basically like uh, hey kids uh, you wanna come along with your dear, dear old, old dad, dad and yeah. fight some monsters Catch some monsters <laughs> and they're just both like yeah 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 let's do this so we're just looking at this weird lava lamp so we might as well i didn't I, even realize <laughs> that they were just sitting there looking just, at yeah. a giant lava lamp. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah we, we we finally like i i think we touched on this before where like um cyclops hasn't ever really been a great dad i mean not necessarily because he had an option right but like for the first time in his life he's kind of stoked about being a dad yeah 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 and and uh, i feel like it's um, I was kind of complaining about it, but it makes perfect sense. So, like, um, my my big gripe with this issue is that um, Rachel and and Nate have this like immediate like sibling rivalry. I love it. I love it, but also you've never really met. Like, this is young Cable that just showed up like a like a couple months ago. Yeah. And so, like, these are two characters that have never really existed as brother and sister together. But like, it also does make sense because like the status quo has shifted so severely that like they can finally relax and be a family. Mm-hmm. So they're really just like settling into like the family dynamic. And I, I feel like if if I found out that I had a long lost sister, you'd immediately I'd, just start pulling her hair. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be all excited about it and all that. But then like strand us on the moon with no TV for two days. Oh, true. And I would be I'd be this. Yeah, if you're not, if you're just looking at a weird lava lamp, this is gonna happen very quickly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, they they have a bickering <laughs> dynamic, and, and Cyclops has a dad name. It's like now, kids, don't make me turn the <laughs> you know the ex jet around, um, right? You know. But I I also love that that Nathan is like obsessed with guns. Oh yeah, oh, he's yeah. a total sixteen year old. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like he's like the way I was when I discovered punk rock, and I thought like I was the only <laughs> one who knew about it. Like the way he talks about guns, it's like dude. Settle down with the guns already. <laughs> but uh but yeah, like they're they're on their way and he's just like talking about what guns he brought and how much Abby dish shit did, like, you know <laughs> such a dork. But uh Cyclops had this really great line when he goes, uh I've got more hours in this cockpit than I do in therapy, son, and let me tell you, I have done the work. Because <laughs> like he was questioning his ability to fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, like, of course he has. Yeah. He also, you should probably take more therapy, bro. Yeah, probably. <laughs> of all people, I think Cyclops needs it the most. <laughs> but also, like, who was Cyclops' therapist? Uh, Emma. Emma? Yeah. That's yeah, not Emma. A great. <laughs> that is a breach of uh, patient, uh, <laughs> pre- pre- you know, client, what is it? Client, uh, I'm uh, thinking of client attorney uh, privilege. Doctor, patient. It's just confidentiality. A con- it's just a no, conflict no. of interest. Co- yeah, it yeah. is. That's the word. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't bone yeah. your patients. <laughs> That's a bad, like bad praxis. Just, man. They won't be your patients for very long. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they arrive on the island. It's it's a cool island. Like there's this big volcano with some sort of like uh, kraken coming out of the middle of it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool looking. Like yeah. most islands. Yeah, that's what <laughs> does. I've never been to Hawaii. I just assume. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and. uh there's just a lot of like these great character moments. Like they're fighting through a bunch of thick brush and Cyclops just like screw it and just like does an optic blast and creates this tunnel of vegetation. <laughs> um but yeah, they uh they they find this weird like rhino moose thing. 
and they're like looking at it and like marveling at it and then this just giant serpent serpentine squid monster just comes out of the woods and eats it <laughs> and then they have to fight it because they want to eat is. them too <laughs> right so of course uh you know nathan gets an excuse to blow something up um the, the one thing we didn't really we don't really get a whole lot of in this is rachel though i mean she's very snarky she's she's got this like older sister like yeah. kind of attitude and she's very like let's do the job and can you do something about how ridiculous he is dad like dad he's being yeah. stupid and ridiculous can you <laughs> can you s- tell him to stop being so stupid and ridiculous like i think at one, one point she's like when are you gonna put down your rabid dog like she says something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. um so yeah so i mean there is definitely um but, but she's just very stoic she's very like i'm too cool for this kind yeah. of which is very teenage girl also <laughs> so we cut to this other part of the island which i assume is in the middle of this volcano yeah. And there's this like glowing white thing person. Dude. Which you find out is a summoner. Yeah. But she's just like, or he, they, I guess. I don't know what this is. Uh, oh, it's a Hickman. Yeah. It's they're basically Hickman. like, oh, we have intruders. Let's mm-hmm. go find out. But yeah, we find out that they're a summoner, which uh, they can just summon demons and they can, elementals they can summon Ranks lovecraftian summoners as well yeah yeah so lovecraftian uh creatures can be summoned by these people nyarlepthotep yeah exactly <laughs> and Ooh. and krakens and what have you uh i love nyarlepthotep the the no, say, say that five times fast. I, I won't <laughs> but then we, we cut back to uh the summers family and we find out that nathan bit the squid monster and yeah they, we get some of this this bit with with Rachel like, oh, so your first thought was to bite it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're actually riding on these giant rhino dudes. Yeah, they, they somehow just <laughs> tame them instantly. But they, they come across this this white entity person in the middle of a field. And it's funny because like they, they don't speak each other's language. So we kind of get that thing where where he's talking with brackets and they're talking without brackets. But he's like, Oh, what you don't speak? You guys just grunt. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, yeah. it sounds like he's singing, and they're and he's like, you guys sound like you're in pain because it's just grunting. And then, and then, uh, Cable's just like, oh, I have an idea. Oh, I'm this gonna, is really funny. I'm gonna give him a gift, and he gives him a thermal detonator. Yeah, yeah. he's like, here, friend, here's for you. Maybe you'll understand. And he's like, ooh, shiny, and just, and just blows. Him. Just pushes so the button strange. and blows himself up. <laughs> So, and he does not like that too much. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's like, you yeah. Know. And oh, Cyclops' line is really good. Because, uh, or um, Nate, Cable's line is really good because Cyclops is like, what'd you give him? He's like, something awesome, a thermal grade, my last one, I'm a giver. And then <laughs> Cyclops is like, oh no. And then he's like, my last one, a, a thermal grenade. I now understand how bad of a decision that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So then they like quickly have to play makeup. But uh, of course, the summoner is like, uh, monsters. Yeah, because he's a summoner. Right. So they're <laughs> he fighting. Summons the- a bunch of monsters. Yeah, then someone has the idea to tell Rachel to like, hey, didn't you implant everyone on Krakoa with Krakoan? Can you just do it with this dude so we know what the hell we're talking about? And he's like, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. So then, <laughs> right. So, so that happens. So th- then they finally can talk and Nathan's trying to explain why that, what the hell. Yeah, right. That was all about. <laughs> and uh, Scott keeps mentioning that 
Kirko is getting closer and closer to this island, and like they're just about like to like they're touch. gonna crash. <laughs> and then oh, yeah, they are. They're gonna smash. Something yeah. happens. Yeah, it happens. Something when one happens. island loves another island very, very much. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Scott has to have the talk with Nathan and the summoner. Well, the summoner is kind of like. Do you love someone? He's like trying to explain what's oh, happening yeah, yeah, in that way. Scott's like, what's happening? And the summoner is like, do you love somebody? He's like, that's kind of complicated. Let's just say I love one person, which we all know is kind of not true. Kind of yeah. not true. There's more than one. <laughs> and you, know, he's and just you dead want right now? He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you love? Someone? And you want to be with them? He's like, yeah. And he's like, eh? well. and then there's, you see like vines intertwining and flowers opening. It's it like, looks <laughs> like your island and my island <laughs> love each other very much. I thought I got my island spayed and neutered. You know? <laughs> yeah, this is what. Right, this is why you should have your islands. <laughs> so you, then you kind of find out this is the other part of Krakoa that got split off years and years ago in the eighties. Well, it's like it's like, like yes. Erico or Araka. something. Araka. Yeah. Araka. Yeah. yeah, they're he's they're they're complete now, which is that's that's it's nice. Nice. That is nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, all the mutants are horny, even Krakoa. <laughs> and then, and then Apocalypse has like a little reuni- reuniting with this uh, summoner that he clearly knows, and they have a nice little hug out because they have a nice little hug out. But it's also like there's this air of like this shouldn't be happening. It's very sad when he says like uh, he says to him, he's like, "And which of my children is mother to you?" And he looks up and just says, "War." I was like, "Oh, all right." Yeah, yeah like maybe. Well, like they've been talking is... about Apocalypse's um, uh, original four horsemen are going to return. Yeah, like I'm getting a gatekeeper, keymaster <laughs> kind of. Are you the gatekeeper or the keymaster? Like, we should probably keep these two far away from each <laughs> yeah. other. Well, yeah, it's, it's weird that the horsemen have children when they haven't been around. Oh, east of west. Oh, east. This what? is just. East of what? He's just doing East of West and X Men. Well, yeah, but a little Apocalypse bit. Apocalypse has has had horsemen. Since no, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But the chil- the horsemen had children, and then there's ramifications because the ch- yeah, he's just doing he's just doing East of West. Yeah, well, I mean, which is fine. I love that book. Look I love like that the, book. The characters from the New Avengers run. Sure, yeah, he's yeah. just doing everything. He's just doing whatever he wants, and we're gonna thank him for it. We are every <laughs> week, apparently. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that, that's kind of where it ends. Um, Apocalypse is like, you know, Krakow is for all mutants. Yeah. Even yeah. the ones who are really probably shouldn't be. Even here. the ones that are born of the literal four horsemen. Hey, Apocalypse is a sweetheart. Okay. He, I, I, I guess. Him. I just want to give him a hug. I don't know if sweetheart's the right word. Hey, <laughs> it's okay. Um, somebody pointed out on Twitter, I forget who it was, that uh, apparently all of the X-Men in this issue really need chapstick. Oh, I, I saw that. I, like, I did too. Everybody I, has like these really creasy lips. I think that's just how Lionel Francisio draws. Yeah, I mean that's fine. It's <laughs> oh, just yeah, like do. once someone pointed that out to me, I couldn't not see it. That's so funny. now so I'm passing like, that on to you, the listener. Just go. Just go. Maybe she's really dry. Yeah, stop just... making that sound. <laughs> We're an ASMR podcast now. <laughs> Whether you like I, it or not, I quit. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so that's X Men number two. I'm, I'm, I, I think, I think X Men and Marauders are going to be my two books that I really follow throughout this thing. Not yeah. Excalibur. I think I'm going. That's my top three. I got to give Excalibur an issue or two still. Yeah, um, I'm, I might give it another. I mean, I'm definitely going to. So much. I'm definitely yeah. going to read uh, those three and New Mutants because I feel like I, I liked New Mutants, but it's going to has a potential to grow. And then, uh, yeah, you guys just tell me what happens in X Force and, and Fallen I, Angels. I don't know if I'm going to. Uh, I didn't. Up. 
Uh, I I'd like got halfway through X Force and had to put it down. Which is weird because it has like direct ramifications to X Men. Yeah, they've ref- <laughs> they've talked about what happens in that in every other book so far. Yeah. So like it seems like, like seems like they're like making Marvel people wants, read it. They want Marvel wants X Force to be a crucial book, but I just don't want it to be. So yeah. I'm considered well, not. In read a shocking twist, I'm going to read all of them. <laughs> yeah, of course you so. are. Yeah. So, so you RJ, you just tell me what happened. Yeah. We'll just uh, we'll just fill each other in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we should like we should break this up you know <laughs> different assignments that way n- none of us have to read all of it except rj <laughs> he wants you, to so want it's to, okay yeah. <laughs> i've gone through so many hideous years of x-men <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I i feel like i've suffered through a lot of bad x-men and i feel like this is this is like we're finally easy yeah hickman's <laughs> giving us what we want now. finally yeah yeah, yeah. agreed all so, right, that's top picks. All right, so we've all got family tree sitting here on top. You want to do family tree first? Yeah, let's do family tree. All right, this was fun. I, liked I this. loved this book. Another I mean, Jeff Lemire image, number one. Jeff Lemire and Phil Hester. Um, I, yeah, I'll read anything Jeff Lemire ever like always does. Um, I thought the world building of this was really cool. Like, so basically, we start out and it's just like listless, um, like like food food land worker. I love how every book that he writes takes place in like Maine or Canada. Well, it's everything's cold and sad. Um, <laughs> He's the Stephen King of image comics. Oh God, don't say that. I don't like. Stephen King. <laughs> you don't like Stephen King? I don't like Stephen King. Another, that's a completely different tangent. We don't Hot have time tangent. to get on right now. Damn. Um, but yeah, so uh, so it's just, she's, she's just working this like crappy job at like a food lion. She is and, sassy. Uh, she's so sassy and, and mad. And she like runs into this like really weird looking like turtle dude in like a like a green trench coat and he like steals. <laughs> doesn't he look like a turtle? He does. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's not actually a turtle person. He just his face makes him look he's, like a he's turtle. Yeah. He's got a bald head. Yeah, and did a we read a T and T book by accident? He's, he's turtle ass. <laughs> like he steals a box of cereal and she's just like, I'm going on a break. Like this town, Jesus Christ. Oh That's then, not even the Easter egg that was absolutely for me in this book, which I'll get to. Oh okay. Uh, but then yeah, so, so she like she's on her break and then her coworker comes out and she's like oh your son's school called again again and it's like oh god so she goes to pick up her daughter and the like the daughter's like mommy my arm is itchy and she's like oh don't don't scratch it we'll deal with that later you know and then um so they go pick up the son from school and like the son is selling weed oh he just has it oh he just has he weed. just has it yeah and, and then he's the kid's so snarky and goes like i wonder where i would have gotten that from mom shut up josh <laughs> i like this kid right away not yeah. just be for certain reasons but ween the ween shirt yeah that- he's wearing the bugnish <laughs> he's a ween fan i dig it i mean jeff lemire's a hardcore kid like oh, yeah? but yeah it's, there's little easter eggs all throughout but all i mean this. like ween's not really a hardcore yeah you know what i mean like it's yeah. like a yeah but yeah um, i i dig it i love that there's a there's a ween reference in here um but yeah so uh i, I just googled so, bugnish oh there it is <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah so um as like the the mom is talking to the principal, the little girl, um, you know, who has the rash is sitting outside, and this old man comes up and just gives her like a paper bag. It's like that that can't be that's good. That's how that's I don't use CVS anymore. I just use the uh, <laughs> old man medicine delivery service. No, I like it. <laughs> I gotta get on that train. Um, <laughs> it's OMS. So so they finally get home, and the the daughter's like, God, it's so itchy, mom. And then she like pulls back her arm, and her whole arm is covered in bark yeah, and it's just like, like exploding bark, yeah. and then she's like oh jesus like what is going on it's like i think it's on my back and she turns around there's a branch just sprouting out of her back and like Barking okay the all right, we're going to the hospital I like when they're first talking about it and the son's like maybe it's gonorrhea <laughs> what? <laughs> what's gonorrhea <laughs> shut, shut up, up josh i love that there's a there's a big point in this 
it, like through reading through this issue where the name of the book just hit me and I just started laughing. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, family tree. Cause she even says like she, this whole, the narration is just like, didn't, we didn't really expect the world to end this way, but I was there the very beginning. I was one of the first and just like, you know, the slow reveal of like, Oh, people are turning into trees. Uh, okay. So they run to the hospital and at least it's a very oxygenated apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, a very, right. at least they breathe. <laughs> yeah. <this apocalypse. laughs> They're going. They're trying to get to the hospital, and it just mayhem starts ensuing. And those like turtley guys with the green trench coats—they're all wearing green, and they are all bald. They all look like yeah. turtle and men. They crash into the car to try to like, and, um, and they're driving a van. Yeah, to get. Is there oh, four of them? Where, where's the rat man? There's just three. <laughs> that we see that we know of yeah um, but they're Eating all wielding pizza. axes and they they like take her hostage and like right when they you think he's gonna murder him the old man comes back and shoots at one of them and well, says I lo- like i love the line here is, like, is that the same old man yeah. yeah yeah and it's like there was even an angel of death but whoever thought he would be my grandfather <laughs> yeah and he's like, like a long time no see so clearly the 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 daughter doesn't know her grandfather yeah at they're, all. They're, they're kind of estranged um when he says hey he says hi but, to the uh the woman yeah to, to the mom oh, yeah, they're on the, the back yeah yeah so so like uh clearly there's a i love the character development like jeff lemire is so good at just making you instantly like really care about this family yeah, like What's within a- an issue i feel like i've i've been in this family's life for years yeah 100 yeah. percent. like he's like so much minimal dialogue yeah, you got really you got gets the you. character without a lot of stuff yeah like and it's a quick book too like, mm-hmm. yeah like it's a, I it's a quick read the like we didn't go into much of it but the <laughs> the relationship between the son and the mom especially in the parent teacher conference and the, the, the principal's like, well, the problems in the house, she's like, yeah. No, oh, the, I'll oh, take we, we, it. No. She says, no. he's like, he's like, we all know that, uh, <clears throat> uh, there's been no, there's no man. There's there, no, there's no yeah. strong male presence in his life. So we think the problem is at home. And she's like, hey, let me tell you one thing. <laughs> yeah. She's uh, like, screw you. Yeah. Let's go, Josh. <laughs> We're going to talk about, I don't think she's mad that he got in trouble she's not mad like that she, she's like smoking weed she's more mad that he got caught at school with her weed <laughs> yeah. yeah i think that was the implication it's, cl- it's clearly like she's just mad that he's causing trouble yeah it's like more so than an idiot more so than smoking weed exactly yeah, she like got called out of work for this yeah exactly exactly and, and a single mom you know we, we established that kids, by the yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh one is a tree well, one's turning into a tree and she's you definitely can also tell because she doesn't say anything about it after yeah exactly totally. yeah. yeah she makes it clear it's like we'll talk like it's not she she is definitely more that. mad at the principal yeah, for calling for sure. her out and her daughter for becoming a tree person. <laughs> I don't know if she's mad, more concerned, <laughs> terrified. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, what's I'm like, yeah, you know, obviously knowing the title, but I was like, oh, maybe this won't be that bad. And then the branch spouted <laughs> out of her back. I was like, what the? Oh, also the preview, the preview of the next issue is the grandfather holding what looks like Groot. It's just a tree yeah. shaped. Yeah. It's like a person but shaped. Casey, tree. not every comic book is Groot. It but is, a, but a much larger Groot. So a <laughs> that's adult, that's teenage Groot. Yeah. So I don't know if that's like. The same. Oh, you don't know if that's the daughter. Is it or the not? daughter? I mean, or I am not else? Groot. <laughs> <laughs> See what I. It's the name of my autobiography. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Dude, we've gone through so many different titles of your autobiography. On this show. Yeah. Oh gosh! Oh. So that's fam- that's family t- tree. Thanks, Jeff Lemire. Was, have, have we gone a week without talking about a Jeff Lemire book? No, because he's writing a book every week. <laughs> it's nuts. This it's dude crazy. doesn't sleep. It's nuts. He just finished a 216-page graphic novel that he's writing and drawing. 
and there's a there's got to be more than one of him. Like he's got a multiplicity yeah. situation going on. And I was looking. There's a number. A, he has another number one coming out next week. Yeah, the question. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, that is wild. Oh, that book's dude. gonna be. Good. I cannot he's, wait. Yeah. Literally, I don't think I've ever read anything by him that I didn't like. I haven't picked there's anything like, up yet. There's like different levels of like I love it and I like it, but like nothing I've ever disliked. Dude, just it's all killer. Work starts getting a little iffy, but. I mean, he's my favorite writer. Yeah, so. I mean, like his like X Men, and uh, I think he did. Did he do Old Man Logan? Which um, what, yes. did, what did he, what X Men? Extraordinary X Men. Oh, I feel yeah. like that got edited to death. I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to blame him for that one. His stories, all X Men sucked like, when his, he was like, writing it. Stuff and his like own independent stuff. It's all his top shelf stuff great. is amazing. Yeah, Essex awesome. County is one of my favorite favorite things of all time. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, well, that brings us to Far Sector number one. So, so uh, it's N.K. Jemison and Jamal Campbell, and um, I've never read N.K. Jemison, but um, R.J. has has been raving about her and get, trying to get me to read her novels, but I never have time. The um, art in this is is great. Yeah, it's the absolutely, art's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this and is the another page young animal. Are really good. Yeah, another young animal imprint. I feel like the art is always like really incredible. The art is just mind blowing in this. Yeah, I loved it so much. Yeah. So yeah, we have some really cool world building in this so you one. Kind of run it down. Yeah. So yeah. it's like. A Green Lantern. It's air quotes it, on Green Lantern. Air quotes on Green Lantern in this new in this a planet, I guess. Right? Yeah, it's a planet. It's like a planet. Yeah, it's a planet in the farthest uh, sector of 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 yeah charted space. Well, it's a it's two planets, but it's so well, it's, it's like, like a it's like three races. They kind of mer they like yes. built a planet out of the rubble of other planets, which is a crazy thing. Yeah. Like that yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, so it's like this Green Lantern and. Basically, there's the. It starts out with a crime. It's a murder. And it's a, a murder. It's, it's the procedural. First, it's, it's the f- first murder in 500 years that this place has ever had. So yeah, they're just. Like, I want to go to this place. <laughs> yeah, right. For that alone. I well, mean, they, that kind of sounds boring. Well, they talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well, they talk about the three races to like coexist. They basically like mutated themselves by removing emotions. So they don't. Ha- then that's how they. Well, one of them, coexist. right? Run, one of them one created race. it and, and gave it to everybody. One of them's like more technologically based. And yes, they, and they created something. So, so yeah, let's she organics. does give she does give back history of the of the, of the place. whole world. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Casey. There's no uh, podcast about serial killers on this planet. I don't want to live there. Well, there is, <laughs> but they have wanna... one episode, <laughs> and it's, it's five hundred just... years old. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or it's just about this thing that's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so the. the the different races of um of like like species in this world are really cool. Yeah, they're um, very unique. Yeah, so there's one called the Na. There's one called the At At, and it's an at symbol A T pronounced At At. And she even says "Don't laugh," uh, <laughs> which I like. Um, and then there's the Kai Topli Topli Kai Topli. The Nas are a mood. Yeah, <laughs> the Nas are me. a mood. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the Nas seem to be a little bit more of the like spiritual. I'm, I'm kind of forgetting now. I, I read this so long ago. It was like five whole days ago. Um, yes, they are. And then the Ad Ad are like the tech. The tech. Race. And then the uh, the K K Topleys are like the like parasitic species that has learned to coexist. So the crime happens, and she gets called to the the council. This council. And yeah. the council has all three races present, which she notes as rare. So something, so it's they obviously... Never, they never coexist like this. Well, it's the, the full trilogy is there. Yeah. So she says that they, they hardly all meet uh, at the same time. So yeah. clearly this is a big deal. Yeah. And they're talking about the crime, and they say that uh, 
it's not about who did it because they have a suspect. They're they know who did it. They know who did they're it. They're yeah. in captivity. Um, it's about the why. Yeah, because with a, in a planet with no murder for five hundred years. Sure. Yeah. Like, how did it get through? Why did it happen? And uh, the the council starts kind of breaking down. Someone uses the term meat salads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which I, uh, I relate I'm to. I'm listening. <laughs> yes, that's like an, that's like an insult that, that the techno race uses for like the organic race. Yeah, <laughs> you were going to say meat salad, weren't you? So and it doesn't go smoothly. And they make a point to say this is with them without emotion, and they're like all just screaming they're at each, each other. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. they're very fragile existence here, apparently. Yeah, which is funny to have a fragile existence like this, but also to be without crime. Exactly. Like that's uh, it's it's. Very interesting, like like society that they've they've built. Well, part of their backstory is that they were all lied to, and it caused them to murder There's, everyone. Exactly. So I'd imagine paranoia is pretty steep in. Yeah, the, it seems to be yeah. rampant. They, yeah, they were all basically manipulated to kill each other. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they go into her ring backstory. Sorta. Like, or well, okay. You find so, out that she was given a Green Lantern ring. So they reveal that. She's not a typical Green Lantern. Right. Uh, she was, yeah, someone offered her a ring on a, like a probation trial. Like you have a year, right, to test it yes, out. It's one or, year to test the ring and yes. make your mark. Yeah. So, but that. I have a mattress like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the mattresses are a scam because you can return it, but guess what? You have to roll it back up into the little ball to actually ship it back, and you physically can't do that. And uh, oh. mattresses That's, don't normally choose you based off your willpower. Well, it's a good thing I like this mattress. <laughs> you just need yeah. a vacuum. No, I had a, I had a friend that, you know, they're, they're like the, what, what are they called? Like the, the, the purple ones, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? That come in like the vacuum sealed tube. You can never get it back in there. How are you supposed to mail it back? This is not an endorsement. We're the only podcast in the world who doesn't have a mattress <laughs> endorsement. No, it'll fit. You, sure. just, <laughs> you just have to revacuum it. With what? I'm sure they would send you packaging and then you no, just... No, they don't. That's well, that's why it's a scam. They're like, oh, a 30-day money-back trial. You can just send it back. It's like, no, you can't All right, sorry. I, I didn't mean to, <laughs> to, to derail it Big this mattress. Add it again. I just want everyone to, to know. Joke, no, guys. I want everyone to know how big of a scam that is. It bugs me so bad. <laughs> it bothers me. As opposed to getting endorsements for the show, we just trash yeah. other companies. What, what else that do I usually I also, give out? I also ate uh, HelloFresh and hey, guys, Me Undies. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm kidding. Hey, I'm kidding. God, damn. No, I'm t- I, those are both great companies. I'm about to just hit the mute button. Okay, Casey's just fired. Shut your mic off. <laughs> so, normally Green Lanterns are chosen based off the willpower. They don't get to they they the ring floats to them, right? And they're like, you know, uh, your name of blah 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 sector whatever has been chosen. Uh, so that didn't happen with her. There and is also a line where someone asks, "Don't uh, you lanterns usually fly?" And she's like, "I didn't feel like it today." But I feel like she's lying. Yeah, she totally and can't that fly. she can't. Yeah, she but I don't know. She um, hasn't found her happy thought yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't. Um, she's ever thrown herself before? on the ground and missed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, also, in the interview on the back of the the page, they talk to N.K. Jemsen, and she says that the ring also doesn't need a power battery. And this, uh, even though it it doesn't need a power battery, it that comes with limitations. So. Uh, so it's, so it's maybe a, she can fly, but it would use up all of her power or something. Well, no, there, there's it's it's it means like it's infinite power, but it's uh, weaker. It's like it, it has a weaker ability. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. 
So she um, can just hover. But it looks dope. <laughs> it is a very nice looking ring. It looks way cooler than most lantern yeah. rings. I like her whole uh, her, her aesthetic. Whole thing. I love her Jubilee glasses. Yeah. I, yeah. I love her Green Lantern poncho. Well, they're like, kind of like her log on glasses, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And her hair. It's great. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah, um, yeah, the character design's very cool. Yeah, she looks awesome. Oh, so I, the last thing is she goes to check on the suspect of the crime, and <laughs> the lights are all out. And the the suspect has ex- kind of been ripped in half. <laughs> well, yeah, um, it kind of exploded, and then there's like a blur, of like a leaving the room. We're not quite so, sure what that is. That was an open and shut case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like we're done here. When she was when she was in the <laughs> Let's council. Let's get tapas. <laughs> tapas. <laughs> Everyone likes tapas. Yeah. You never celebrate a good crime by tapas. What's <laughs> the matter with you? <laughs> Anyway, sorry, I uh, have a I mean, today. I already, I, I obviously read this as like the parasitic, the Kai K Toppy or whatever Topley. Like well, in that- the in the council, they talk about how the uh, there's still some of the victim left inside the suspect. Ah. so yeah. I guess in the murder they ate uh, them. So I thought yep. it was maybe they regenerate. Yeah, maybe. so it could be like that, or like there's yeah, maybe this person regenerated out of the stomach or like someone snuck into this room and killed this person as well so like it's not well it definitely came from the inside so one way or another it came it was from, inside from job the house <laughs> <laughs> jeez the murder was came from inside your rib cage <laughs> this like we we're talking about this a little bit this feels like a really good chapter one of a very lo- much larger story and i'm hoping it gets to the larger piece and yeah not just, i i love that it, it is drama. it is a it's a fantasy reality fantasy realm which is you know what she typically does for her writing is like fantasy novels and it's, it's a fantasy world built inside a cop drama built inside a green lantern story because you know all green lantern stories are kind of cop dramas like you know crime procedural thing so i think it's got a lot of potential i, I really enjoyed it. i loved it yeah. it was my second favorite book of the of yeah the it was it was really of the neat. year <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i i really liked it um she's she's a great author i've read uh one of her trilogy of books and she made history by uh getting each book in the trilogy to win a yugo yeah which is very one of the biggest first... awards you can win for science fiction yeah like um, the first person ever to get all three hugo yeah. on the trilogy yeah that's that yeah it's like an egot for comics <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like well, it's more like winning books, like three sorry. oscars in yeah. a row for uh, like okay. for the same movie series something marvel is never gonna do yeah it's like uh it's like uh slumdog millionaire yeah Sure. <laughs> With all those Oscars that it won. <laughs> I shouldn't be speaking it's anymore. It's okay. We're almost done here. It's okay. It's like right. Fleabag winning every single uh, Emmy. Yeah. It's for a topical for, reference. For, <laughs> for three seasons what? in a row. Two. Yeah, oh, I'm saying like if it does it one more time, hell? it'll be like the same. Oh, got it. There's not going to be a third season. R.I.P. Fleabag. Okay, well, I guess she's not. It's not going to happen. It was with TV and canceling good shows. Oh, they didn't cancel it. She's just not writing more because she's too good for anything. She's, uh, I, everyone I is too busy watching Marvel movies. <laughs> That's not why. And TV and uh, comic adaptations on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> well, now Disney Plus and Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah everyone's just watching the Mandalorian man. now. Oh man, we can't. We don't have enough time to talk. That's about That's a different podcast. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, Tune in so, next week for Adam and Casey talk about Mandalorian. <laughs> Actually, I'd be surprised if there if there isn't something coming coming down the road. I'm sure there is for uh, for dueling genre to talk about a Disney Plus and B Mandalorian. Yeah. So that's uh that's top stories. That's that's last week's books. There is a ton of stuff out there. Everything week. So comes much. out next week. This is nuts. Yeah. So, so we already much. talked about. There's another new Jeff Lemire number one. Yeah, the, the question is um, uh, Bill Sigovich, uh, you know, a black label book. Safe, safe Sex number three comes out. We got two Leah books coming Which out. Is great. Uh, Amazing Mary Jane and Gwenpool. There's actually number three. Four. Chastity I number three wait. is out too. Uh, Kelly Thompson's Deadpool. Really excited for that. I'm excited to give Deadpool another shot. <laughs> Excalibur number two comes out and you guys are looking forward to that. And Marauders. Count Crowley Reluctant Monster oh, Hunter yes, number I love two that is back. Oh, yes. King Thor. Strike Force. Strike Force is cool. Oh, Safe Sex number three is already coming uh, out. Yep. Masked, ma- the, na- the Mask book oh, number shot. two is coming out. Mm-hmm. Money Shot number two is coming can, out. Can Superman's we... pal Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> oh, I... oh, shit. Man. That is our That's... top story next week. <laughs> I'm going uh, to call an audible and say our top stories are not going to be Money Shot and Safe Sex. <laughs> but they, Just why for the sake not? of listenability. Whoa. But it why will be not? Jimmy Olsen There's and, so and many sex. things out next week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah no, just saw twenty ninety nine. I'm out. Oh crap! Marauders number two already. Yeah. yeah, Excalibur and Marauders. Something is killing the children. Number three. Like there's like everything He-Man. is coming out. A new He Man book. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> that, that A new Umbrella really Academy book. Haz- yeah, Hazel and Cha Cha Save I, I, Christmas. This list reads like uh, Tales from the Short Box Greatest Hits. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Like this is all books we've so talked we're d- about. So a four-hour episode. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, next week's gonna be, gonna be tough. In. episode yeah. thirteen, five hours long. Yeah. <laughs> There's even a Batman. Oh, Batman, Superman, and Batman White Knight Mask. like spinoff. Like, yeah, it's a one shot with the. Uh, I think it's every Va- series that we all Mask read and has Metal an Man? issue. Yeah. Oh, man. oh wow, yeah. I pledge allegiance to the Mask Number Two is coming yeah, out. It's crazy, Jesus, dude. What <laughs> this the is an in- oh, top picks are gonna be? We're gonna have like five. Yeah, each <laughs> are like all the planets aligning. <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. Uh, Mercury is not in the Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just noticed you are obsolete and weatherman come out too like yeah. Yeah, man. that's that's too many books yeah man. yeah this is way too many you know we'll we'll take a week off <laughs> i quit <laughs> biggest week and we the biggest week, we'll just skip it uh, that we, would be such a dick we all die from reading everything <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. i died from it. sleep deprivation yeah oh my gosh just did not a, have enough that's, time that's a whole friggin lot you that's guys nuts. uh so yeah well, so. get excited <laughs> yeah get amped so that's this week's books after last week's books make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at last week's comics also uh we have a facebook group so just look up tales from the short box you'll find us we don't yep. have a whole lot of followers on there come on guys so yeah, come follow come talk us, to us. <laughs> well not, not just follow us come talk to us also uh if you if you like if you like the show please do us a solid and uh give us give us those five stars on that itunes oh that'd be great oh thank you and yeah. you know if, if you're if you've got some time uh, write us a cute little review. Or four stars, because, you know, it's objective. It's yeah. objective. I mean, if you write yeah. a review... Actually, just a review in general. You don't have to... Yeah. It doesn't have to be good. You I'll, can hate us, I I'll guess. I'll print it out. I'll put it on the fridge. <laughs> I love those reviews. I love them. I want to hear them. Uh, so, yeah. Also, if you like what you hear, you want more, support us by going to duelinggenre.com slash support. Um, we got a ton of cool stuff on our Patreon exclusives. Um, there's actually a lot of good Patreon exclusive stuff coming out right now, like Spider-Man minute has some cool stuff coming out a um, lot of a lot of fun stuff and please support your local comic shop get out there buy some comics and we'll see you next week for myself casey sean and rj this is tales from the short box goodbye everybody.